Welcome to the XP bar. Why not, Michael? Oh yeah, I like what you've done with the place. Yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. Low lighting. I'm assuming those pictures were made locally. Michael, I'm not blind. Okay. I can know what my bar looks like. Hi, Christian. Hi. Hey, Zach. Yeah, I heard I could get a drink around here. Oh, it's Zach. Everybody cheer. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Sentimental music plays, live audience gasps. Norm, Zach, how is it going? You haven't been here before. You were in that old, the other one we did, but now yeah, you're here in the new I've one. Yeah, I've never been on this show. Should we explain that at all? Um, only to the extent you feel is necessary or appropriate. Wait, okay. is this canonically not a continuation of the previous one? The what? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. That yeah, I don't scrub. think that's ever been hammered out, really. Michael. Well, let's let's hammer it out right now. Okay, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, it's that kind of bar. Yeah. So my name's Zach, and Hi, Zach. I used to do a podcast on a regular basis with these chumps uh, <laughs> called the Double Jump Podcast, and that went through a couple of different forms and a couple <laughs> yeah. of different tries and decades. Uh, but and it kind of boiled down to the four of us that are on this show right now being the most consistent contributors to that show. Um, and then I got into a real funk of things, which I'm still sort of currently in, and I just could not handle editing and posting and hosting said show on a regular basis, so I dropped out. And then Tucker uh, filled in. And, uh, he has been doing very nicely, oh, and then he decided that he didn't want that old name anymore, and so he just decided, just decided to restart the show as something completely different, which I support. Look at us now, Zach. Look at us now. And <laughs> 11 so now, plus zero episodes in. I, I am here to uh, talk about video games because uh, I don't talk about them a lot anymore. Because I don't play a lot of them anymore, but what oh. I do play, I will talk about today. Zach. Zach? Mm-hmm. Zach? Yes? Take it away. Oh, take it away. You just want me to just just riff? Just go? Wait, let me look at my... Okay, I got my calendar where I put it. So Michael went first last time, and then I was... I did, did I go first? Third, last... You we went have first, a... and then the time before that, Christian, the buffet... Oh, Zach, how do you feel about Culver's? Is that good food? Yeah, I mean, I like Culver's enough. Okay, sure. you pass the test. You can go first. What video games okay. have you been jamming to these last 11 months or however long it's been since we talked about this? Well, you guys are going to think it's really funny because my video game landscape has changed quite a bit over the last month or so. Zach, it did. Even then, it changed constantly. It's true. <laughs> Historically, yes. Uh, when this podcast and this this conversation group, if you will, this group of friends, <laughs> it's what they call them, yeah, began regularly conversing. Uh, I was vehemently in the corner of Microsoft and their Xbox. Okay, and I disdain. I had a huge disdain for Nintendo and what they had done with the Wii U, and I was. Uh, just kind of anti-PlayStation for the sake of being, you know, part of that 
argument, right? The whole, sure. oh, I'm gonna, I'm an Xbox guy, which <laughs> means that PlayStation sucks. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that all changed when Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Oh, I remember. And, and I got a PS4. Yeah. And then it was, you know, there really was no looking back. Wow. Uh, because the PS4, I mean, there it, it it's probably the best game console ever made. It's just <laughs> just oh. a fact. Huh. So uh, this is a place of business, okay, Mr. Firebrand. <laughs> okay, you take okay your excuse, wild me, accusations excuse me. Out of here. Excuse me. Well, I I will not take them out of here. Okay. I All will right. double down. In fact, it <laughs> okay. is All right. the very best how console that's usually go. ever been made. <laughs> Get them out of here. Now it's not the most powerful console ever made because, of course, that that goes to the Xbox One X, of course. which I am now a former owner of. <laughs> this you is got all rid of the One X. I got yeah, rid. This is pretty on brand. Yeah, but... I I got rid of the Xbox One X. Uh, I I had no more use for it to be completely honest with you. Oh, um, I was only using it as a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah. <laughs> And I realized that I could simply convert my computer into a 4K Blu-ray player. Hmm. And so that's what I did. Hmm. Wow. And now I am no longer an Xbox owner. I, am, uh, I have a Sony PlayStation 4 Pro. I have a Nintendo Switch. I have a PC. And, drumroll please... I have a Wii U. Ooh, the one you hated so much. The one I hated so Your much. Rival. Well, here's the deal. It was it's finally dropped to a very reasonable one hundred dollars. Okay. And I what? thought, okay, well, a hundred bucks. The online store is still working. You can still buy all those old titles if you want to. You can play Wii games, like original Wii games in their highest quality. Sure. Uh you know, w- without emulation mm-hmm. obviously yeah. on pc uh so i i bit the bullet and i just i i finally bought one M- mainly uh, for the uh the ultimate versions of legend of zelda wind waker nice. and legend of zelda twilight sword right or, or twilight excuse me twilight princess because Wii you exclusive yes obviously <laughs> i mean I, I, yes could they re-release them on the switch they could but it doesn't really seem like that doesn't seem like a nintendo move you know, they they don't play. They, they've done that recently. They've played nice with their past and with their compatibility and such. But I wouldn't say that it is a hallmark of everything. Like, I mean, mm. most Mario games that are made for a specific console want, you know, stick around on that console for a while. Right. It's like, it's not like you are able to buy Super Mario Galaxy on Switch. Like, that is not a thing. So... Uh, not honestly. Yeah, I mean, you could. I I think they could do it easily. I think that the Joy Cons would probably be able to recreate what the Wii Remote could. <laughs> but I digress. Sure. Um. So now I I bought a Wii U, and a couple weekends ago I was at a convention, LinkCon in Merrill, Wisconsin. Oh. Cheap plug. Ooh. And one of the vendors there had a a a bunch of pre-owned games and one of them was in the $20 bin it was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Ooh. oh that's so sad on the Wii U 20 bucks 
$20. Well, I kind of pointed it out to him. I was like, so is this really $20? And he's like, I guess it is Oops. now. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't think he meant to have it in the $20 bin, but because I found it in the $20 bin, he allowed me to pay $20 for it. And that's so a hell of a deal. Ooh. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, even if this is, you know, the inferior port of the game, I, I mean, it's still Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Still an incredible game. So I'm just going to buy it to at least have it as a conversation piece as the, yes. the last gasp of the Wii U. <laughs> sure, That version might be worth a lot of money someday, Zach. You never yeah. know. But uh, it wasn't worth that much when I bought it. I bought it for twenty bucks, and guess what, guys? It works. It it's pretty playable, in my opinion. <gasps> no. Yeah. Good job. I know, right? I, I mean, that was all that I saw. All of the press that I saw, and all of the the research that I did into the Wii U version of the game. Which, granted, there there really wasn't a lot of coverage given to it by any source. Really, I mean they. They they really wrote it off because they're like, obviously the best version is on the Switch, so just get the Switch version. Mm. Which, if you're a big, big proponent of smooth frame rates, <laughs> then, yes. then yes, I would say that the Switch version performs you know much better than yes. the Wii U version. But frankly, uh, the Wii U version, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah. when you're in a town, I, yeah. I don't know, Tucker, did you have it on Wii U? Or do you? Uh, yes, I have both versions. You have both versions. Okay. So, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. When, you, yeah. when you're in a town or yeah. any place where there's more than one character model, yeah. <laughs> uh, it certainly takes a hit. Yep. But I would not say that the hit is so large that it, like, disgusts me. I mean, I, no. I can still play the game just fine. So, I mean, what, whatever, right? It's just yeah. a... It, I've I've been playing it for a while now, for a couple of weeks. Uh, pretty a couple of days after I bought it, I put it in the system and started playing. And yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's the mm. game. It is the the arguably the best Zelda game. Um, arguably, uh, I said arguably. Okay, I'm not saying definitively. It's not my favorite <laughs> Zelda game, but it is incredible. Okay, and I I mean it. I got it for 20 bucks and I'm playing it and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. So yeah. why, why can't I, you know, I, I'm going to celebrate that. I think it's, it's really cool. I, I even like the fact that the Wii U gamepad, yeah, they removed what? pretty much any functionality for that game from the Wii U gamepad. Like the only thing you can do is press the screen and have the game on the gamepad instead of the TV. Ugh. But even even that I appreciate, right? Like it almost recreates the experience that I had playing handheld on Switch. So Whoa. um and it runs totally fine that way too. It's actually kind of a marvel. I don't know why I never thought of it before, but the the Wii U gamepad is kind of a technological marvel. Mm. Yeah, it's I mean, better the, than the Switch. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it does more than the Switch does. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I would agree with that. I think the Switch is pretty much just a Wii U gamepad, frankly. But you can't have the Wii U gamepad display anything except the game. Or I mean, like the Switch is just oh the, the Switch. Switch. Yeah. Oh, I I see what you mean. So you so for functionality purposes on on games that are designed to use the gamepad, you're saying the gamepad is a superior experience to playing a game on the switch um and it has like analog sticks someone could use 
to play a game. So yeah, I I certainly agree with that. The analog sticks are definitely more solid. The the Joy Cons are kind of a a mess, but but it has a Fisher Price screen, so it's kind of hard to yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah it it, it does it's certainly not a very high resolution screen, but I mean it no. it works well enough for the game. I. I I have really been having a lot of fun with it, and I actually picked up a couple of other Wii U games that I'm itching to try out at some point. Dude, Zach. Uh, dude, Zach. I, dude, Zach. What? Dude, the way, you know, the the edge of the disc feels. You know what I'm saying? <gasps> oh, Are you with me there? Christian knows what yes. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it, it what doesn't is it with really, those discs? Oh, it doesn't so really good. feel much different Do they than, like than a Blu-ray to me. But. <laughs> Wait, are we talking the Wii U disc? Yes. Ooh. I don't know what we're talking about. I want about, a pillow made out of right in front of me. <laughs> they so like okay. dip them in something. <laughs> I swear. I think they feel like normal Blu-rays. That's just me. <laughs> oh <enough>. no, no. <laughs> Time to okay. Um, Modders I... took the Wii U version of uh, Breath of the Wild and ran with it because the Wii U's software is like Swiss cheese, and so people get in there and they put in like uh, Sonic models instead of a motorcycle, oh, or yes. Shrek instead of the giant ogre things. Yeah, I, I was going to point that out, too. That That is a big benefit of the Wii U version. If you have a Wii U, or if you were ever looking at getting one now that they're so dirt cheap, um, and you have a PC that you can run, you know, up to 4K, 60 frames per second, you can just get the Wii U emulator on PC, Simu, or I, I believe me? that's how it's pronounced, right? Zach, we don't we don't condone this type of piracy. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not piracy because I own the game and I own a Wii U. <laughs> I'm serious. That's, that, that's a gray true. area. It, it is the only because I own a copy <laughs> of the game physically. It is the and and if you were to purchase a game with a copy physically, it I'm all of you <laughs> listening at home. It yes. is the only legal way to emulate the game and have it perform better than on either of the platforms that it is made for. So, okay. if you're looking Whoa. for the ultimate Breath of the Wild experience, yes. technically, the only way to get it is through the Wii U version. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. The edge of the Wii U discs are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Welcome wow. to the Brotherhood. <laughs> uh, I also played a couple other games on the Wii U, but I guess we can get it to that later. But the, the point is, uh, I'm a Wii U owner, and oh. it is weird, weird, <laughs> weird, like but AAA. also, like... I kind of am sad that that I'm sad that the idea didn't really ever take off um, because I think that you could have done some really cool things with this system. Uh, it's just unfortunate that the hardware itself is just like terrible. But Zach, while hmm. you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2, you can download the proprietary app and have your mobile device function as a map. In the game, he's got you man, there. He's got you there. Christian, you're so right about that. Oh man, but I never did that once in the hours mm. that I played Red Dead Redemption Two, and I think my experience was the same. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. what? we're better. Yeah, Frankly, I did it, better. and I was like, I don't want to keep looking down at my lap to figure out where the loot is. Mm. I'll just do it the normal way. That seems good, so. Good that on was you. like ten years ago when that was a thing. Like, you can call in a helicopter strike with your phone. What are they doing in 2018? Xbox Game Glass, right? Yes. Isn't that what they called it? Yeah. Smart Glass, rather. Yeah. God, I forgot all about that. Boondoggle. Dang. You Zach, could even you use your, your tablet. You could even use your tablet as a controller. No. That was no. weird. 
No thanks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. why did I get rid of my Xbox, you say? Yeah. I got rid of my Xbox, well, like I said, because I, I, it became something that was just taking up space on my shelf, and I decided to sell yeah. it for better computer parts. I mean, it, okay. it, it just kind of, you know, the game is... Uh, not the game, I'm sorry. The system, the platform of the Xbox One is pretty Lifestyle. much uh, dead. <laughs> like, it's just... It doesn't mean anything anymore. And frankly, oh. it, it probably never meant anything. Oh. Um, and that is because of the way they marketed the console to begin with. <laughs> the Xbox in general or the Xbox One? The Xbox One. Obviously, okay. the uh, the original Xbox had its plus. You know, it, it had its, mm. uh, its good moments. And oh, sure. the Xbox 360 was the king of the seventh generation for, for many good reasons. But... Um, they could not they just could not overcome the bad PR yeah. that they they themselves generated in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I it's the PR around these things is really what wins the battle most of the time. And it's also impressive that Sony I, I was thinking about this because I've been watching a lot of like gaming history stuff on YouTube. It it is absolutely insane that Sony has only had four consoles and three of them have been like the outright best of their wave. Right? Think about it. The I mean the PlayStation definitely beats the N64. Thank you. <laughs> uh the PlayStation 2 sold like gangbusters and is maybe my favorite console ever. Oh, sure. Uh, and the, the PlayStation 4 was awesome. It is awesome, and certainly is the winner by a wide margin of this current console generation that is coming to an end in like a year. So, you... I... yes, Zach, I have a question. Yeah, do you feel like they kind of stumbled into that position by default just because the Xbox had no game? Uh, no, I don't, because they followed up. I think that the system itself is not particularly ingenious. You know, like the controller with the touchpad and the middle. I mean, nobody uses that thing. It's got a light anything. on it. It's got a light on it. I mean, frankly, the light just detracts from the battery life. <laughs> yeah. The DualShock 4 has the shortest battery life yeah, it's like of maybe me. any wireless controller I've ever used. Like, That's why I keep mine plugged in. <laughs> yep. I, honestly, at this point, it's just plugged into the PlayStation. Yep. Pretty much have to if you're going to play for extended periods of time but despite all of that the games have been incredible right Mm. i mean spider-man exclusive horizon exclusive god of war exclusive last of us brought over from the last generation but still exclusive like those four games alone worth the price of admission yeah halo no Halo, you're right, and that is why I stuck with the Xbox One for a while. Okay. But un- unfortunately, Halo 5, I loved the multiplayer, but uh, the general consensus on that game is not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that it seems that they're kind of bringing Halo to PC for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, the they're going to have a hard time. I, I'm... I'm sure that I will wind up picking up whatever next Xbox comes out at some point in time, but it will be a, it'll, it'll be a difficult sell because I just think that they, they really bungled this one over the last couple of years. How, so 
As far as the game stuff, like the actual game libraries go, were was Halo really the only thing keeping you around Xbox? Yeah, I would say so. And and, and it always yeah. really has been that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge racing person, so Forza was never up my alley. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Forza. Thank you. My bad. I got to pronounce that correctly. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And, I mean, I was never a Gears of War person really either. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to play a little bit of Gears 4 when it came out, and I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And Same. then Gears... Gears 5 apparently has come out, and I'm yes. like, I can't believe you're still making these games. So I can't either. The Coalition. It, yes. it is what it is, you know? Um, I Halo is really the only thing that Microsoft came out with in the last 20 years for an exclusive that, I, that has really attracted my attention, and for mm-hmm. good reason. I'm not writing off the Halo series. It's great. You know, I, I've, I've had great experiences with it. And I'll continue to try and support those games as much as I can. Um, but the idea of me buying a console now exclusively for Halo, that might be a bit of a tough sell. It just... It, I, I, I can't feel any other way about it right now. Okay. It might be unnecessary, could... too, if... Mm-hmm. Halo's coming if with ha- computer box. If Halo yes. Infinite comes out on PC, I mean, that's where I'm going to buy it. Would you get an Xbox then, or would you just... I probably wouldn't. I mean, mm. I, un- unless they gave me another reason to do so. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm not saying that possibility doesn't exist. But right now, I mean, PlayStation 5, whatever, you know, if that is in fact what they're going to call it, um, w- in theory, is going to have backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4. You know, so all the games I, that I, I already have, hope. I can play right away. And then, you know, Last of Us 2, which is supposed to be a PlayStation 4 game, but come on. <laughs> I don't think so. You were saying that a year ago. I, I'm <laughs> I'm still holding to that. I really, <laughs> yeah. I really don't think so. I think I it's think... the right call, but yeah. I mean, yeah, we still don't have a Last of Us 2. So well, hang on. Imagine. Hang on. Let me revise this statement. <clears throat> because, because of everything <laughs> that they have come out with, you know, saying that PlayStation 4 is going to be just about fully backwards compatible with PlayStation 5. I think that the game will likely be released in a format where if you purchase it, you can play it on both consoles, but obviously the superior version of the game will be on PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. And so I will be playing it on PlayStation 5. Whoa. Hmm. That's awesome. You got to admit, Zach, that at the tail end of the Xbox's life here, it's going on in a bang because, I mean, you got Game Pass and there's no ignoring the crazy value proposition that Game Pass is, regardless of how, you know, quality Microsoft's first party stuff is and regardless of how much it's ridden, riddled with microtransactions, you're still getting that stuff day one for a flat fee every month, which is pretty sweet. In addition to what they're doing with backwards compatibility, I think if they came out of the gate in this current state, Without all that marketing hoobla, they might have just like steamrolled over PS4 at this point. Wow, Christian, uh, when are you receiving your check from Microsoft? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a subscriber to Game Pass on PC. I, I I can imagine that you are because you are a maniac who plays video games like you need to breathe air. Yes, uh, I am not that person. I don't need all of that, I and mean, frankly. I mean, yes, has Game Pass 
been in my face every time I've logged into my Xbox? Oh, yes, yeah. it has. And I've taken a look at the games that they offer, and I think, you know, I already own the games that I like to play, mm-hmm. so why would I buy this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, I'm, I am I never did. I'm not. But, but I'm not everybody. I'm not yeah. everybody, right? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of different people who enjoy video games out there. For example, the hundreds of millions of people that have played or currently play Fortnite. Hmm. I'm oh. not one of those people, right? I never have been, never will be, but they exist clearly. I suppose. So uh, to say that there's no market for it, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a market for it. And I'm sure that there are people out there who, if they heard me say, man, the Xbox One is dead, they'd be like, no, you're wrong. No, you're You can play Gears 5. You can play Gears 5. And I'd say Gears of War 5. And they'd say, no, they changed the title. It's Gears 5 now. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Uh, It's so bad. People at home. You may not know that, but this conversation is insane because Zach was the Xbox man. I really was. That, that's have why to I'm know saying that you guys going are going to think this is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, blowing my mind right now, the things you're saying to me through these microphones. Yeah. I can't so handle I, it. I, I'm just woke now. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a woke gamer now. Okay. 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 You played Rocket League. You sold the Xbox. You've joined... I played Rocket League. I am still playing Rocket League. <laughs> I have purchased every Rocket Pass. Uh, I I played and participated in the Radical Summer event this past summer like there was no tomorrow. I got every of every item I could have wanted. This is um, beautiful. I I am a Rocket League boy. That really is... is the only game that I currently like regularly play. Like from from the current generation of systems. Well, uh, Breath the of the Wild. Timeline. This is the weirdest <gasps> roundabout. So anyway, I I, huh. I have taken up a lot of time here. Let let's move on to somebody else. Christian, <gasps> the Christian cuisine buffet. Yeah. Oh, Zach. Christian plays every game as you mentioned. So he plays every game. Like I don't understand how. I don't know where he finds the time. He has a job. He has a committed relationship. Yes. Uh, with seemingly the most patient woman in the world. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know how it's possible, but he finds the time to play everything. To com- like to 100% completion. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I lived with him and I still don't get it. What? This is like a beginner's guide to <laughs> the XP bar. Uh, yeah. So because Christian does that thing, which we all respect very much, uh, we can't fit that into a podcast that people would listen to. So Christian kind of lays out a buffet <laughs> spread for you, and you can kind of pick and choose a little bit of what you're you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. So yeah. why don't you saddle up, sidle, side saddle your way over to the buffet, and Christian's going to lay it out for you. Yeah? I guess Is so. it time? It's time. <laughs> it's time. Open it's the doors. Time. So I can speak with you all, since we last convened, about a number of games that I have either finished or played extensively since last podcast thank you chef uh first up uh first game i played after last podcast was telling lies from the critically acclaimed director sam barlow the same Mm. lead designer behind her story and silent hill shattered memories Mm. spiritual successor to game of the century her story oh 
We also have Wreckfest, which was released on consoles. It came out on PC last year. You crash cars into each other. It's a self-described spiritual successor to Flat Out. I guess you could say this is the breakfast buffet. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move on. We've got Remedies Don't Control, <laughs> Remedies' most recent project, straight off of Quantum Break, and this one is not a Microsoft exclusive. Wait, is Control out? Mm-hmm. Available now on PC, Holy. Xbox One, and PS4. Hot damn. I Can might I need to advance? pick that up. Can I make an advance request for Control? Because I have no idea what that game is, other than sure. the people who are apparently playing it. It also has RTX visual effects if you have one of those RTX cards, Zach. RTX on. No. (laughs) (laughs) I have a GTX 1060. Same. So no, I I do not have RTX on. But I'm fine with that. video card, Zach. We're brothers, you and I. It's the video card of true winners. Absolutely. We also have Astral Chain available today, the latest Platinum release, which I played through, available now on Switch. Switch exclusive! And is it a return to form for Platinum Games? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I also picked up Game Pass to give my new graphics card a little spin, and instead of playing an actual game that leveraged the complete power of the latest generation of NVIDIA graphics technology... I played Creature in the Well because it came out day and date on Game Pass. <laughs> I also, in preparation for Luigi's Mansion 3, have been playing through the Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 games, its predecessors, to catch up. And I just finished Luigi's Mansion 2 on the 3DS portable console, courtesy of Nintendo. Christian, do you have, like, a job? Yes. <laughs> so you have a full-time job? Yes. Do you sleep? Sometimes. It's been two and a half weeks since we last podcasted, so I've gotten a little time to squeeze a few things in there. I I guess. I also played through <laughs> yeah. Metro Last Light, the second game of the critically acclaimed Metro first-person shooter franchise, because I have a friend at work who said Metro Exodus is one of my favorite games of this year. And it is my favorite game of 2019, and it is my favorite of the Metro franchise. He said, you should totally play it. And I said, well, I've played 2033, and I should probably play Last Light. And he said, yes. And so I played through it. That is a Bonko's opinion, by the way. I don't understand. We might need to get it. What? Can you describe this person to me in like, you know, like a police sketch sort of way, but not his appearance, his game taste? Game taste. Uh... Hardcore PC. Okay. Uh, it's coming together. Currently, yes. Uh, likes building his rig. He's got his rig okay. all set up. Okay. Insanely into stealth games, especially Hitman. He has okay. poured 300 hours into Hitman 2 and like Sweet. 200 into Hitman 1. Okay. And we're talking 20, 2016 and 2018. Yes. Hitman 1 and 2. Okay. And he also likes the Metro games. Bonkos, dude. I so how does this work with... now? Now that you've laid out this buffet, wait, is it oh, done? It's not done. No. Oh, I could also speak with you all. Uh, it's almost done. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we've, oh. we've really <laughs> spoiled you all today on the on the buffet. But uh, I'm almost through. I have not finished Greedfall, the recent re- recently released project out of Spiders. The game development studio also <laughs> responsible for yeah. Technomancer. They uh-huh. are developers of action RPGs, and this one is quite the surprise. 
See, mm. he just makes stuff up, Zach, and you don't know. That's the that's the game, you know. Right. I mean, that's like, a game I've of never heard real? of. So, for all I know, that's not even yeah. a real game. Mm-hmm. 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 And other than that, I just played through like five, six, eight hours of Borderlands Three. Still not very far in. I created two characters and got those both to like level twelve. That's as far as I've gotten. But I can speak about that in some way, shape, or form. But Michael requested some control. I did. Yep. <laughs> Should I talk what about is control? control? What is control? Why are people hyped for it? Is it time? Is it time to talk control? Can we talk control? I would Zach love. I would love to talk about control because I. I'm everything that I have seen about the game. Uh, I have it has piqued my interest greatly. Ooh, I like peeking you. So, I know control. you Control. Latest project out of Remedy Studios, and it is important that I lay out my background with Remedy. Okay, very complex. It's been a long and wild ride what me and Remedy Studios have had. So I played through Max Payne 1 and 2 back in the day in like a week span. I was like, we got we to gotta Max Payne this up. We're going to have to get this done. So 1 and 2 played through those. Max Payne 1 hasn't aged the best. I think it's pretty, pretty neat, though. I mean, that game was definitely a trailblazer for its time. Max Payne 2, I think, is really cool. I enjoyed it a little bit more, but that also was because it had more modern sensibilities. So that was that. I played through Alan Wake last year. I enjoyed it. I wasn't in love with it. I did really like it. It's very unique, even today. Somehow, it's got this crazy Twilight Zone stuff going on, really cool. It suffers from some antiquated game design, you know, stuff. That isn't great. Riding around in a car in, like, an endless span of, like, barren landscape for 15 minutes to get to the next cutscene, and then you get back in the car and drive it again. Why? Why did you do that, Remedy? I don't know. So, yeah, Alan Wake, I think it's pretty good. Also played through eh, four or five hours, Quantum Break. Oh. Wasn't feeling it. Oh. Wasn't feeling it, doggo. Oh. So, you know, it went it oh. went fine. So I was, you know, very tepid on control. I saw the first uh, trailer, and I'm like, whoa, what's happening? There's stuff moving everywhere. The gun is, like, breathing. I don't understand what this is. Is this in a dream? Is this even real life? And so I had no idea what to really expect. So I went in with an open mind because Remedy, they make third-person shooters, and Quantum Break, I think, was a misstep, and it was very kind of pretentious. They were smelling their own farts and kind of liking it. And I was like, yeah, you know, they might have eaten something really stanky and then farted and, like, smelt it for control. That's not a nice thing to say. Is that (laughs) what's going to be happening here? But no, Control is my favorite Remedy video game to date. It is another third-person shooter, typical fare for Remedy. But you see, Remedy, they've made their reputation on simple third-person shooters that have a little twist. You know, you got a little Mm. twist in there. You got Max Payne. You got the little slow motion. Mm. Let's switch it up a little bit. You got Alan Wake. Let's do a little flashlight survival horror thing. Let's switch that up a little bit. You got Quantum Break. Let's do TV time travel, huh? TV times. Control is like bonkers. So it's a third-person shooter. You, It all takes place in this one building, the Federal Bureau of Control. And it is like this, I don't know, U.S. subsidiary, like kind of like the FBI equivalent. You know, you're just like these people are secretive. They're doing stuff. And you show up on their doorstep. And boom, start exploring, start figuring out what's going on. You figure out what's going on in this bureau, what they're up to, what you're there for, what your purpose is in all of this. And you're just kind of like getting spit across the face with all this like crazy lore stuff. And it's not overbearing. It's not too in your face. And they just like, 
you know, they kind of nip at the edges of what's going on just enough to keep you tantalized, to keep that mouth watered. You know, you get videos, you come across these dossiers of kind of what's going on in this in this bureau building. And then you're like, ooh, there's some neat stuff in there. And they go crazy with what this universe allows them to do in some really cool ways that I liked a lot. And... The story isn't Control's only strong suit here. We're talking third-person shooting gameplay that is Remedy at the top of its craft. Because not only do we have compelling third-person shooting gunplay, but we also have a smart synthesis of supernatural powers that work. They're balanced well, and they're infinitely satisfying to toy around with while you're blowing up these enemies. And it just is so good. It's a stroke of genius, this Control is. Wow. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Christian. Christian. Yes, ma'am. You are the man. You are too, Zach. You are the man. <laughs> What's going on here? Like, I I, I just can't express enough oh, how proud I am of the hype man you have become. You are the man. Control is hype, Zach. Control is the man. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about... <laughs> the powers that you get to use in this game right because that that's what i've been seeing that's what i've been seeing i've been mm-hmm. like it's a game where you get to use cool powers and i'm i'm all about that superhero type bs quantum break <laughs> has powers zach quantum break has powers time powers i know mm-hmm. but quantum break <laughs> also has like many hours of like a tv show that you have to watch so i'm so does every TV show. Sad. I know, but I may not Living be interested the in the TV show that they're making, if okay, that makes fine. any sense. Fine. So, the supernatural powers in this recent release from Remedy Studios, Control, available now, recently released in 2019, hmm. is... So, you see, Quantum Break did have supernatural powers also. It had time-traveling powers, and the problem that I had with those in the first handful of hours is I didn't understand what it wanted me to do with them. I could create this time bubble that would freeze bullets. I didn't know what to do with it. I could, you know, slow down time in weird ways. I didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, well, I might as well just shoot things because I don't know what to do with these powers. In Control, it is very intelligently laid out in such a way that it, like, boggles my mind how Remedy is not... Like, nailed this formula before because it's genius. So you're shooting things, right? And usually guns have ammo, right? And your gun does have ammo. But the problem is, once your clip is expended, you can't just tap that R button. You just you can't tap square or X, which is the equivalent on the Xbox One console from Microsoft, and reload your gun. You can't do that. You got to wait for the bullets to regenerate. You see, it's a cooldown situation. There's no ammo pickups, so you don't got to worry about that. You just wait for the bullets to come back. And while you're doing that, you have a second meter, which is your supernatural power meter. And you might as well use your telekinesis to rip a forklift from off the side and propel it into an enemy's face at like breakneck speed and it is infinitely satisfying courtesy of like the animation work and the sound design to just hurl this thing all the sounds just culminate you can feel you can like hear the forces and you can like feel it crushing into their face as you're just writhing this forklift in their faces it feels fantastic and telekinesis is not the only power you have available to you but it is the most satisfying and it is the first one you do get access to I won't spoil all of the powers here because some of the fun is in discovering them for yourself. Okay, okay. But 
by the end of the game, you feel like a goddess kind of just zipping around, tossing things in people's faces, littering them with bullets, and you feel like you are in control of the situation. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you brought that around, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's the supernatural powers. They aren't crazy. They aren't like super dynamic. It's stuff you've probably seen before, but it's just all pulled off so well with the confluence of animations, the sound design. It just feels good to like smack into these enemies, which are uh, what are they called? They're called like husks. So there's this force called the hiss, and that's kind of like permeating this whole bureau. So while you're walking around, there's these floating bodies of like people who have been taken over by this hiss, and they're they're non-lethal. They're not going to attack you or anything, but they're just floating there and they're like whispering this like office speak and it's kind of creepy and it's kind of freaking awesome because like that's that's just like the ambiance for this whole game is just people whispering this corporate speak as like bodies are like suspended in midair above you throughout your entire playthrough and it's like that tone they nail but they're also not afraid to go silly with it either because there are some funny videos and little pieces in this game that play with this universe in very great ways and control did it remedy did it with control they found a way to synthesize that kind of that kind of disgusting sinister you know tone with kind of like silly little jaunty beats here and there and that's what i really like remedy is capable of that here in control somehow they've done it so it's like a super awesome triple a experience yeah, which, and I which mean is it's great because we haven't had one of those for like a year. I suppose. Well, I mean, like AAA is even like pushing it because like this game is developed or published by like Focus Interactive. I think it is. I could be wrong. Uh, it's it's some developer that's responsible for like double A tier stuff, and so this game is doesn't like exude production values in the sense this is an open world. This isn't huge, hijack a car and drive 30 minutes across to the other end of the map and be like, oh my gosh, this is massive. Oh my gosh, I can't believe there's so much content packed into this piece of software that I'm playing. It's just a building that you're running around in, but I freaking miss that. I miss running around buildings and shooting things and being done with the video game at the end of the day, looking back at the story and being like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, I do too. That's why I really enjoyed Doom from 2016 and why I'm really looking forward to Doom Eternal as well. That comes out this year, second. doesn't it? That is mm-hmm. in November. Yeah, Holy it's the week crap. after uh, the week Two after Jedi away. Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that comes out this year. T- mm-hmm. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order mm. is like the third week of November, and the maybe the second week of November, and then Doom Eternal is the next Friday. You picking hmm. that up on release, Zach? Oh yeah, I'm picking oh, both up on yeah. release because I'm uh. a Star Wars slave. But we'll get into that later. Yes. So yeah, control's awesome. Cool. Can I have a turn at the buffet? It's your turn. I'm so hungry. Tucky's <laughs> hungry, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Zach, give me my baba. <laughs> All right, please. Can... Tucky want up you, Zach. Okay, stop. Just Zach just go. Tall. Okay. Go do do your uh, ask for your buffet. Okay, I just have a couple of telling lies questions, and don't lie, oh. Christian. I won't. Don't lie. So, did her story have an ending? It sort of did, right? But like a yes, halfway through, kind of thing. Yes. Am I remembering that right? Okay. I think there was kind of 
Hmm. That's a good question. I don't remember. That game was just, you know, this whole, like, fever dream experience, which was kind of yeah. neat. Telling Lies does have an ending. So there you go. Yeah, that was kind of my question. Is like, do you feel like... Well, I guess my biggest question here is just, do you feel like Telling Lies is the evolution of her story, or does it feel like an extension of what her story is doing with more people? Hmm. It's a, it's an evolution to some extent because they're going for things. You know, they they throw things in there. It's more ambitious than her story is absolutely because her story is just a series of videos that you're watching and it's one lady and you type in the word that's in the video. You see the video and then you're done. Move on to the next video. That's about it. Whereas yeah. telling lies, you're watching conversations between at least two parties. So. Like, not only are there more actors, not only is there a lot more camera movement, because there's actually, like, things going on in the scenes now. Okay. But you also kind of have to use different parts of your brain, because while you're watching this video, there's a lot of these videos, there's long pauses where someone stops and waits for the other person, you know, to finish what they're saying. And you got to pick up on that and be like, ooh, this guy said, okay, he said this. This is this So that means the other other person might have said this, and I'm going to be searching for these words so that I can find what this other person said and kind of put Uh... two and two together and get that all-important context Okay. To what is happening right now in this okay. scene. And so, I mean, it's still the same thing. Uh, telling yeah. Lies is the same thing as her story, where you start out, you get some videos in the search engine, uh, you get served up a few, and then you watch the videos. It's live action actors doing their thing. And then from there, you get this empty search box, you type in words, you find more videos, you slowly piece together what's happening. And Telling Lies is far more ambitious in its storytelling. Like I said, more actors, more movement, more props, more set pieces. But it's also kind of more of a sophisticated story. It's not just okay. it's not just like, oh, this person died and I'm being interrogated about it. Yeah. It's more like this slice or a couple of slices of this these people's lives and kind of how like their conflicting desires all intertangle and mesh into this crazy story and things, you know, there's just, they just light the match, drop it and back away and you get to see the aftermath. Okay. And it's kind of neat. Okay. That sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, Cause like, uh, if you can s- describe it without spoiling it, I guess, like what is the scope of the plot or like, is it, like an espionage thing or like a detective type thing or what are we talking here i guess i don't understand the yeah it kind of is it's a very interesting kind of synthesis of that it's almost like a misdirect because okay. you are one of the characters that you're following is like an agent okay for like this bureau for like the fbi agent or something i control. think it is like they hint at being yes a control agent okay but the story isn't so much about that. It's kind of about the characters' lives, the characters themselves. It's not so much about, um, you know, like, oh, this FBI guy is cracking down on these guys. I wonder sure. what these guys are up to. I wonder if he's going to save the day. That There's a, that plot line there, but there's also, like, the actual the actual intrigue of the story is figuring out what's going on in these people's lives and kind of figuring out how all of these relationships fit together and like kind of flesh out this character that's the main character of the story. 
Hmm. So it's like a character study. You're figuring out who this person is, what makes them tick, and kind of how interesting they are. And they're, you know, not so hard to relate to in many circumstances. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you, last question for you, is it, do you feel like it has more of an arc then compared to her story? Because her story could really just go in any direction, you know, it didn't really have a beginning, middle, and end so much. Does this, because I've heard this has like multiple endings based on such and such and such maybe, but uh, does it feel more structured? In any way. That's that's a very good question. Uh, thinking about it as a whole, uh, because you're seeing these videos completely out of order okay. if you're doing it that way. Yeah. Uh, like I know I know a guy, I've got a buddy at work who has a spreadsheet and he and his wife are meticulously going through every oh, video and they are cool. making sure that they do not move on until they've seen all the videos up until this date and then oh, they move on. Weird. And that's so awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. I did not do that. I wanted to finish yeah. this thing in one eight-hour sitting. <laughs> yeah. So I watched all the videos as soon as I got them. Okay. And there, it's hard because there are a couple of subplots going on, and you kind of have to glean onto those when they show up in your searches. Because okay. there's there's a couple of like subplots that happen. They have like a beginning, kind of like middle and end, and sometimes you'll get the end before you even got the middle. Right. And so right. that's that doesn't always work from a story perspective, like a traditional story perspective, but it's still like oddly satisfying to piece those things together yourself. And even after you see the ending, you can be like, ooh, so this is how we got here. And this this detail here kind of explains and fleshes out, and I can kind of connect the dots here and see how we ended up getting there. Okay. And this story does have an end. Like, if this was a movie, it would make sense. You know, there's a very final end, and it stops. Okay. And thinking it like whole cloth, there is one singular arc with plenty of other little subplots in there that kind of lend towards this one big whole in a pretty satisfying way, surprisingly so. So I said I had one more question, but I actually have two more after that one. My first Hit question me. is, so is there a differentiation between... And this is just what it sounds like. Uh, I haven't seen any of this game, so I don't really know. Mm. Uh, her story is someone describing something that happened before. Is this mm. you watching something happen as it happens, or is it people talking about something? Absolutely, yeah. You're watching this while this happens Ooh, for the most that's part. Cool. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's that's another way in which it's more ambitious. Because, okay. yeah, there's like camera movement. There's stuff happening in the moment. So there are people talking about, oh, yeah, this is how my day went. This is what happened. This is what happened. But it's usually to kind of set up a conversation that takes place that you get to witness firsthand. That sounds cool. It's really neat. It's really neat. I don't like the video rewinding. That's a bunch of crap. Uh, I do not understand why they degraded this system in this way. Because in her story, you search for the video. You find the video. And after you watch the video, you get this little eye icon knowing that you saw it so that you're not re-watching videos over and over. Yeah. So that's the same thing in Telling Lies. You find the video. You watch it. You get the eye icon. But the video starts at the point of the word you searched, which was not the case in her story. Her story would start at the beginning of the video oh, regardless. Oh, weird. So Telling okay. Lies starts at the point that you of the word that you just searched. And so you could watch the video at the very end. Like, let's say you search the word buy. And so you're going to get the last one second of a video. And if you right. don't know that, if you don't know that you can rewind this video, you're, that yeah. video is going to be marked as watched, and you're going to have missed some pretty plot-relevant content 
because you didn't sit there and rewind the video. And so oh. a lot of this game is sitting there and rewinding through the videos because you'll get to like the last, you know, minute of a seven minute long video and the rewind is abysmally slow. It's like two times speed at best. So you're sitting there waiting three and a half minutes watching things happen in reverse, oh, which kind of deflates some of the moments too. And so that was a baffling design decision. I hope they patch in start video from beginning. There are a lot of Steam reviews that say that, and I hope they do. Because, I mean, that's, that's like sweet. the main flaw with telling lies. I don't understand it. Okay. They went backwards. I don't know. Literally. What you doing, Sam Barlow? <laughs> oh, uh, final question for real this time. Is Obra Dinn a her story like? <sighs> hmm... Actually, I was wondering this, too. That's a very good question. Because mm-hmm. I, based off of what you guys have always said about her story, having never played it, uh, it seems like it's taking some, at least some kind of cues from that. Hmm. Do that very, like, atypical structure, that that more of a, where you're looking at something as, like, a recording, and it's, you go from uh... one recording to the next. The recording this time being, like, journal entries, but... Wow. When you put it that way, it seems like they're, you know, more similar than not. My gut mm. is that my gut feeling is that these are just like two different detective games sure. that are indie detective games and they take their <laughs> independent yeah. nature yeah. to just run wild with a concept, run sure. wild with like detective sleuthing in a way that would not at all fly in a triple A game where hundreds of millions of dollars are on the line. Right. Where they need like a viable product that they know is focus <laughs> testing well. Yeah. We need this thing to sell. And her story and Ober Dinner, like, screw it. This thing, you know, I want to make a detective game, so they made a detective game. Yeah. And Crap People isn't too far out there. Anyway. Ooh. The Kraken. Yeah. I, I would, my gut tells me that it's not, that Ober Dinner is not a story. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But okay. I, yeah. there is a lot of shared DNA there, absolutely. I like this genre, detective games. Do more. People. <laughs> Do more now. Do more. Make buy Obra Dinn on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Make game. Um. Well, I had a turn at the buffet. Who picked uh, Control? Was that you, Michael? That was me. Zach, would you like to sample one of these fine things? I mean, Control definitely uh, filled me up, so to speak. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I was a little, I'm a little full yet, but I I suppose okay. I could do for some dessert. Um, okay. I I just have to remember what is all at the buffet. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Christian, Red do you fest. have a do you have a suggestion for me on the menu here? I could talk a little bit about Borderlands Three because that won't be long. Yes, please. Oh yeah, sure. That makes sense. Sure. Tell us the memes. How's the flossing, dude? Do the dab. Yeah, dab. I, I have not seen a dab or a floss. What? Yet, and I'm there's been no dabs. I have not seen one. I don't think. I'm sure they're going to come. There's Borderlands 2 had dabs everywhere. Yeah. It's going to happen. They like dabbing. Two had, wait, 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 wait. Borderlands 2 had dabbing? Oh, absolutely. I think there's like boss, like after you encounter a boss, there's like the splash screen where like boss does a move and then slowly pan and then pop up text saying, ha ha, poopy pee pee. And then you laugh <laughs> and then you fight the boss. Yeah. And I think there's a couple bosses that do dabs. It wouldn't surprise me. No, it seems fitting. They hit the whoa right in the intro there. Whoa. 
So Claptrap has a different voice actor, and uh, he doesn't sound any different because they just put a bunch of effects on his voice anyway, so it doesn't matter. Sweet. They did it! Ship it! Game of the year, 2019, baby! Better than Control! There might be dancing. Has there been any reference to a USB drive with, like, cam girls footage? No, I want <laughs> there to be so bad. Okay. There was this scene, so I played, like I said, I've got two characters, like, uh, low-leveled right now, because I've been playing with two people, you know, hopping between them. So, uh, the first time the opening broke, because you're supposed to, you, find, you walk into Claptrap, and then he's like, he gives you this device, and then you're supposed to open it and accept a EULA, because he's like, oh, I hate these things, you just click accept on those. And then uh, I was using, like, a vending machine while the EULA popped up. Uh So, like, my game was just, like, I, like, got out of the machine, and then I just couldn't move. And then the game was broken for, like, 20 seconds. I couldn't move or do anything. But eventually, I think the EULA just accepted itself, and I was good. But, yeah, there's a EULA joke in the beginning. Uh, Terms and agreements or whatever, terms and conditions that you have to accept. So there you go. Great. It's a joke. (laughs) Okay. That's yep. awesome. So Dude, yeah, here's yeah. my question, Christian. Yes. In the few hours that you have had with this game, uh, mm-hmm. would you say that there has been any marked improvement in your Borderlands experience? Like, was the game really worth the wait, mm. or could could I just play Borderlands 1, 2, or pre-sequel and get the same general thing? Mm. That's an excellent question, Zach. So in the lead-up to Borderlands 3's release, I've played a lot of Borderlands 2. played through that game like six times now. I played through it two and a half more times on the PS4 with my little brother because I have a trophy addiction, and I got that platinum <laughs> taken care of. And so I have like a lot of Borderlands 2 muscle memory fresh. It's still you know pretty present in my brain. And all the reviews leading up were like, this is just more Borderlands. I hope you like Borderlands 2 because that's what you're going to get. And I was like, you know, I can live with that. That's going to be fine. But there are marked mechanical improvements to the gunplay especially that completely oh. changed the game as far as I'm concerned. Like, it is going to be very difficult to go back to Borderlands 2 or pre-sequel or 1 having experienced this tighter gunplay. That's just, it's tight, it's focused. They have tweaked the sound design and animation so that just reloading the guns feels and looks a lot better. Hmm. And 2 and pre-sequel were kind of floaty in a way that didn't quite feel right. And so I largely played those games to like blow, watch the stuff go boom and watch the numbers go up. I didn't really play it to actually do the shooting. I would just kind of hold the button down while the numbers went. And this is like a different story because the guns feel good to shoot, which I feel like is kind of like that main ingredient that was missing for me when it came to Borderlands. Like the thing that would make me kind of after hour 55 go like, eh, you know, I'm just kind of on autopilot at this point. And that the gunplay especially is like tweaked and enhanced to make it a lot more enjoyable to just shoot the guys and not just have to level up. The game still suffers from the same Borderlands problems. The level design is bad. Uh, I'm sure the story isn't going to be real great. Uh, As soon as you play, as soon as you start, uh, Borderlands 2 had the thing where the siren lady, uh, like, talks to you on the screen. 
Do you know what I'm saying? There's like the FMV video that's yeah, like really blurry yeah, yeah. and appears on your screen and like the ladies talking to you. It's like, whoa, that's kind of weird. That's kind of neat. And the problem with Borderlands 3 is that they don't blur the video and they just make it like this completely high res, high definition live action filmed chick who's awkwardly smiling at you in the middle of your screen and it is incredibly off-putting and it's awkward and that's you know they should have obscured that or blurred that because i i hope there's not more of that in there but it's interesting it's interesting good job gary uh gary pitchford randy pitchford you really went for it with that flash drive <laughs> more live girls in it Ooh, yes <laughs> I want to meet smile. Tommy Wiseau NPC. Yeah. 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 What's the, uh, when I say Borderlands sense of humor, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Hmm. Like boners? Can I answer this? Yes. Can I answer yes. this? Yeah, Michael, hit me. Uh, when you rename all the monkeys boner farts. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty high on the list. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that what this is? Oh, that's tracking. There's some of that in there, absolutely. It's not that bad yet, but, you know, there's a, there's a mission that's basically just, like, takes that concept and applies it to something else. You but gotta, you gotta find the, the gun. Robots. Yeah, you gotta find the gun called the Big Suck. And he's like, bro, I need fruits for my curry. I need you to find the Big Suck. It's over here. And then you find the Big Suck, and he's like, dude, suck me some fruits. And so you, you use the grenade launcher on the Big Suck, and then you, you blow up the fruits and you pick them up. He's like, oh, bro, all my guys, they're complaining about finding too much fingernails and hair in their food. I make it that way, but it's not cool for them to say that. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh, totally. He was yeah, but that's, character. I have been impressed by, like, the levels of, like, subtle fan service to, you know, people who have the prior entries fresh in their mind. And, like, kind of callbacks. There's, like, an Assassin's Creed line reference that's just spewed out of, like, a brute that you can kill. And there's just, like, you know, it's there's these little things where it's, like, you guys, you guys made this for, like, the 2% of people who played this other video game and this one. And, like, would happen to remember this line that was said. And I appreciate that. You know, I'm one of those guys that you guys put that line in for. Thank you. Aw. That's so sweet. Is uh, is the music the music I want, or did they change the music? You know what I'm talking about. I think it's just Borderlands 2 music. It's basically Borderlands 2 oh, music. Okay. So, okay. you know, it's yeah. not bad. Does Tiny Tina make an appearance in this game, Christian? I've not I seen her know. yet. Okay. Hate Tiny Tina. <laughs> the opening has been noticeably absent of oh that's my favorite yeah what the hell i had a conversation about this today someone said that the voice actor for that man is passed and oh, i don't know if that's the case or not scooter yeah scooter Jeanette, man sad yeah they shouldn't have made but, a third one he's dead mm-hmm. was he in Rest two in pepperonis absolutely he was dude oh. there are some fantastic oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Too. yeah heck yeah heck yeah okay. But yeah, I mean, first impression, impression, impression is strong. I'm enjoying my, you know, first lick at Borderlands 3. And I hope you enjoyed your last lick of Borderlands 3 dessert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, do you guys, point of order here, we're over an hour. 
are we yeah. uh are we going full steam ahead or should i kind of do the truncated version of tucker talks about things and sports bar and then michael can talk about things i don't have a whole lot to say so i do but i don't i don't <laughs> do i zach are I'm you in it for the long haul or are you I mean, I'm here for as long as you want to be. I, okay. I did. I did want to bounce something off you guys uh, <gasps> in regards to uh, the bounce. the war in the stars. Bounce. But uh, okay, if we bounce. don't get you to know, that, we don't get to that. That's fine. Okay, I'm a well, bad uh... dancer. I would like to keep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael. <laughs> Do you have something to share with the class? No. <laughs> I would, I would like if we have Zach here. I think yes. it would be a good time to to have Star Wars talk. Okay, is it, can if we do Star Wars talk to be had? Can we combine sports bar and Star Wars into some terrible portmanteau? Can you? Oh my <gasps> portmanteau. You, Star sports Wars. Star Wars. So what 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 are we talking about? What do you want to talk Rain about? Rain it in, you guys. Yeah, what is come next? on. Just can we start fucking talking about sports? Seriously. Sports. Sports. Go pack, sports. Go. I'm turning the TV on. Pack? How about okay. Sports are on TV. That ever lived. I really like Packers. Vince Lombardi was a hell of a man. He stood six <laughs> feet tall. Delicious. The Bears still suck. <laughs> Actually, fun fact: they do not. But uh, ooh. That was a hell of a game, a little more Ooh. than a week. The frozen tundra. It of wasn't Chicago. On, I was going to say it actually wasn't in the frozen tundra, but that's okay. Okay. Um, a defensive battle for the ages. It really was. Uh, I had a. I. I mean, I was obviously very invested from the get go, but I can understand how a more casual football fan, oh. or or someone who's not invested in in the seasons of the Bears and the Packers, why they would have had a maybe a problem watching that game <laughs> it wasn't the most exciting game in the world but it it to okay. me it demonstrated just how close these teams are and and how well they know each other because when you yeah. look at the rest of the league in week one you know we had many i mean and we we had games all across the board we had very close games we had overtime we had overtime games we had a tie game in week one for like the second season in a row and uh there's a lot a lot of different servings in the NFL plate, right? Aww. And mm. I think that the Packers and Bears was just an example of two teams that know each other very well and were prepared for just about any situation defensively. I mean, offensive, both offenses had a really hard time. And uh, the Packers just had that one extra mistake that they were able to take advantage of. I mean, if you think about it, it really boils down to Chicago not having that uh, Mark Marquez Valdez-Scantling covered properly and Aaron with the long bomb. I mean, that, that opened the whole – that opened <laughs> that drive up, right? That opened it up for the touchdown, the only touchdown of the game. That was the only real mistake the Bears made on defense. They made plenty of mistakes on offense. But they really only made one mistake on defense, and it cost them the game. Fortunate. So it, it's just a close, close. Those teams are going to be right next to each other at the end of the year, I think. Unless hmm. the Bears lose this Sunday, then it's over for them, I think. <laughs> or Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Aaron's not getting injured. It's not going to happen Ooh, again. I That's like right. that. Not Thank happen. you for saying that, Zach. Thank you. 
Well, I, I mean, I have to say it. I can't. I can't be like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to get injured. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. That would be uh, wishing it upon him, and I would hate that. Ooh. Hmm. Wish upon. Uh, do, do you guys uh, watch baseball? Yes. Well, how, how about the know, fact? Zach? How about the fact the Brewers are somehow still in it? I, I don't understand. Yeah, that. they've been playing yeah, so they terribly. Made... Yeah, there was a stretch there where they just, you know, kept pooping the bed, but they've won just enough. Like, they barely held on enough to stay within wild card shot. And then yeah. they're, they're on a seven-game winning streak now, I think it is, which is crazy. Yeah. And seven that's, or eight. You know, seven or yeah, eight. That's put them right back in it as far as playoffs are concerned. But, I mean, what if they get to the playoffs... That ain't going to be pretty. That's going to be a bloodbath. I don't exactly. Watch that. That's what I say as well. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, sh- sure, they get the wild card spot, but then they lose because they don't have a pitching staff. Like, yeah, it, 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 there's no World Series in sight for these Brewers, <laughs> but no, it'll be fun to see what happens. Totally, it's cool to see him hang on, even though Yelich is out. The Aaron Rodgers of the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he broke his kneecap, but oh. He'll heal. Yeah. He'll heal. He followed the ball off, and it, like, went straight to his knee. Ah. Yeah, man. That's what you want. He'll heal. <coughs> this is a great time. I want. Great time of year for sports, though. It really is. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you got the NFL starting, and that's the biggest sport in the world. My dad is pretty convinced that the NFL has already hit its peak of popularity, ah. and he thinks that it is on the way down. Not not that he's going to stop watching anytime soon, but he he's convinced that with all of the stories that have come out, especially this past off season about you know holdouts for new contracts and Jay-Z. all of the Antonio Brown drama <laughs> and all that crap, that mm-hmm. in fact the NFL is going to start turning people off to it simply yeah. because of the attitude of the players in it. I'd like to know what you guys think about that. So the XFL is going to fill that void. <laughs> no, it won't Heaven? because the A Heaven? the AAF the Alliance of American ah. Football tried to fill that void and failed spectacularly this past spring. So I Oof. I disagree. Hasn't the numbers kind of been tracking that? I mean, aren't they? My understanding is that there is declining viewership. Maybe not for like key games, but just in general. In li- uh, for live and TV, that a lot of and that a lot of the current audience is an older audience, and that they're having a harder time attracting younger people. That would just be because the younger people are watching the highlights on Twitter, like. Well, that and that they're actually getting competition from a lot of people in the U.S. who are switching over to international sports like soccer. Hmm. You think cool. that soccer is actually drawing, like, significant portions of eyes away from the NFL? In some places, maybe. Hmm. Younger people, especially from families that maybe aren't originally from the United States and they grew up watching soccer instead. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, that's something that I had heard as being a possibility. Hmm. I would, I would believe more that the younger audience may be attracted more to, for example, the NBA. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's definitely yeah. Because the NBA is so star-focused. Like, the NFL is pretty star-focused, but not really. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, the Packers are pretty screwed. But it's still Mm -hmm. football. It's still 11-on-11. And anything can happen. I mean, these are professionals. Um, And the NBA has been doing well overseas, too, which is a different thing. But, I mean, it's guaranteeing them a continued audience. For sure. But. But yeah, no, I've that's something that I've heard and then the fact that just 
the NFL has been kind of roiled in controversy lately, both with what the things you described, but also just between the Kaepernick stuff, the Redskin stuff, the the concussion stuff, that that's also cutting into it. I mean, everyone in my family, in my immediate family, with the exception of my sister, is super into football. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, my brother, me, um, yeah. my grandparents watch the Packers every week, my uncle is big into the nfl you know we're we so we're an nfl household so to speak or family not necessarily household because we don't all live in the same house but uh so i the idea that i could ever not watch the nfl to a degree Mm. that seems very foreign to me right now Mm. Um, and the idea that anyone would just stop watching football that also seems very foreign to me right now but i that's not to say that i haven't heard it i mean a lot of people took issue with the the anthem protests a couple years back um and it it, it, yeah they've had some public image stuff going on but at the end of the day it is a very engaging sport and probably the best television product that sports offers um i mean i I love the NBA Finals and the playoffs and and just in general how the NBA is broadcast. But I can honestly say I've been in the building for a couple of Bucks games recently, and I love a live basketball game. Like, I get an experience from a live basketball game that I do not get from watching it on television. I cannot say the same for, for a football game. I've been to a Packers, a couple of Packers games in my life. I think I prefer watching on TV just because you can see everything hmm. where I'm coming from you guys <gasps> F1 you race had like a, yes I like the Packers I uh if you took like a shadowy cabal of evil figures and you put them in a room and you said come up with the most boring sport possible they would come up with football hmm Football is really? the thing you dump four hours of an afternoon into to see twenty-two minutes of people doing football plays. It's like it's like a nightmare sport. I like watching it. It's relaxing. It's a nice way to spend <laughs> a Sunday afternoon in fall when the air is chilly and you can make like uh, chili and uh, watch football. But it's like a terrible sport. This feels like such a backhand. Well, not even backhanded compliment. It's a, never mind. Okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't agree with you. Obviously, I can't That's agree fair. with you. I think that I, I, as far as I would compare football to the equivalent, it is human chess. Oh, Everything you lost me, dude. <laughs> what, what I mean, I get by what that you're is, saying. I get the spirit of what you're saying. Every piece. Football is the ultimate team sport. Everyone needs to be on exactly the same page to succeed. And if you are not, you fail. Like, it's that simple. But the teams that are able to execute at the highest level, I mean, they make it look effortless. And the teams that are dumpster fires, they fail in spectacular fashion. And that is still <laughs> engaging. Like, the, it, I, I cannot explain, I guess, why I love football so much, but that that would be part of it. Like, to me... Yeah. It really is the ultimate team sport. Baseball, whatever. Like, yeah. fielding is important. But at this point, those guys <laughs> have been playing, you know what I mean? They, baseball, yeah. they play 180 games or 160. Excuse That's me. so crazy. And yeah. at this point, they've been playing that sport for all of their lives. Like, all the right. way down to three years old. Same thing with most professionals. But 
the actions that they do in that sport, the throws, the catches, the dives, all of that has become rote action. If you're watching an MLB game, you're watching people who really are probably at the very peak performance of maybe any professional athlete with the exception of like a tennis player. Because, I mean, how often do you see an error in baseball? Maybe one a game from (laughs) from one team, right? Like it's it's rare that you see more than one error. And pitchers have, you know, become the peak of efficiency. There's just so much in baseball that is such a well-oiled machine. The NFL has not reached that point, and you really, really (laughs) never will. And that's what makes it fun: the the chaos of it all. Yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm talking more structurally, I guess. Like, the downtime in football is insane. It's hard to deal with, you know? I we guess. outlive in our lives, and football asks us to put that away for too long for commercial breaks. It wears on you, man. So do you, do you prefer... What, what do you prefer, then? I prefer getting all cozy on a Sunday afternoon and eating bad food and watching the Packers, but I don't think it's a good product. I don't think it's a, like a great broadcast sport. Um, I think I hate myself, Zach, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I mean, I okay. do too, so maybe that's yeah. why I love it. Who knows? <laughs> the NFL. Okay. The NFL on Fox. Hey, speaking of hating yourself, do you still do the wrestling thing, Zach? Are you still in on uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Trust me. I'm, I'm not okay. off that train i i will say i have grown to the point where i no longer watch the weekly product okay that makes any sense like monday night raw used to be appointment viewing for me and it has i I have now learned to let go of that and uh do something else with my monday nights but i will say (laughs) i am still a subscriber to the wwe network okay and i still watch most every monthly pay-per-view that they provide Okay. Uh, Those are the consistent quality, those monthly pay-per-views? I would say, for the most part, there's maybe one or two stinkers a year. But most of the time, you're able to kind of, you know, they they feature guys that you like, feature girls that you like, or what have you. You know, and they they wind up putting in good performances, and you can usually justify the $10 a month, you know. Hmm. It's $10 a month. I mean, for for what I used to have to pay sixty dollars for. So, wait, okay, wait, backtrack here. It's ten dollars a month, and you get all the pay per view stuff. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they switched That's to that. Crazy. They switched to that model about five years ago. They were really ahead of the even... game as far as the streaming thing goes. Like WWE kind of jumped the gun in a very big way because starting back with WrestleMania thirty, which was now more than five years ago. Uh, every pay-per-view, including WrestleMania, including all the big shows, they're all streamed on this network, and it is still only $10 a month to stay subscribed. So, as, as, and that is not including the regular weekly content that they provide on that service. So, it, it really is a, you're talking about a value proposition, Christian. Oh, yeah. It really is a pretty good value proposition. The Game Um, Pass of Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that is going to change a little McMahon's bit hiding in Zach's house there was yeah. a show that they were making on the network called NXT which was out yeah. of Florida Tucker saw a couple of those shows with uh, yeah. some of the young stars who then became stars on the WWE main shows um, 
they have actually made the call because there there's a competitor wrestling company with a lot of money now. I don't know if you guys have seen mm. anything about that. Yeah. Um, they're called All Elite Wrestling, and yeah. they they they're really making a push for <laughs> another legitimate major brand. Um, Chris Jericho is a very <gasps> famous professional wrestler. He is their inaugural heavyweight champion. Uh, and he Jericho can still do this he, stuff? He, believe it or not, he still can. And he may he, he might be the greatest of all time. I'm not even joking about Whoa. that. Whoa. Uh, he can huh. still perform at a very high level and he still takes it very seriously. Um I mean, yeah, does he look a little he definitely looks a little <laughs> older and he moves a little slower. But sure. I mean, upstairs he's still got all of those years of experience um, you know, of performing. And he's able to put them to to good use in this company, at least in theory. I mean, he he had a great match to win the title a couple of weeks back at their pay-per-view. So far, they have not had a television show yet, but their television show is scheduled to debut next month on TNT, like a major mm-hmm. cable channel. So um, they did they're, real, they're making a run. They, they want to make it interesting, and I think that they can. So to combat that, of course, because WWE does not want them to even sniff the same level of success that they have. Um, hmm. They have uh, their counter programming with this NXT show. They are actually moving it to USA Network off of the WWE Network. Oh, weird! It's going to be okay. live every Wednesday, and they will uh, they will be moving it from one hour to two hours. And a lot of people are kind of upset about it because. They're worried that they may that may ruin the goodwill and the and the good vibes that NXT has created by making mm-hmm. it into like a bigger product, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it could be awesome. Are people happy it, uh... that there's finally competition in that space? Yeah, th- there hasn't been meaningful Speak- competition for almost twenty years, so it that's it's pretty. That's uh, kind of what I wanted to ask. Yeah. Um, Whatever happened to that one uh, that Spike TV had? Uh, Spike TV, ooh, Im- TNA? Impact. Yep, it used to be called TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the one Billy Corgan bought. Yeah, correct. Oh um, no, actually, no, it's not the one Billy Corgan bought. So mm, Billy Corgan what? tried to buy that promotion, and they did not allow him to. <laughs> and so okay. he, he bought a different one instead. But yes, it did make the news, right, that, that Billy Corgan was mm-hmm. trying to buy that promotion. So I, I, I re- that would be why you're remembering that. But, okay. Because I remember them, they were stealing some pretty big names from WWE, if I remembered right. They, they were not stealing names. What was happening no? there was names that had been performing for WCW and WWE way back in the day. And names that had been fired from WWE were, okay. were, were going there. No one was, I think okay. the only person you could say there were there well there were two people. Not now we're getting into the weeds, but there were two people <laughs> who you could argue TNA actually did sort of steal, and that would be Kurt Angle, who was a mm-hmm. a, a, a legitimate Olympic gold medalist right, turned professional wrestler. That's the- Actually, that's the person I was thinking of. He but, actually okay. spent more time of his professional wrestling career with Impact than with WWE, which is something people... It's actually wow. kind of weird that way. Yeah, that is weird. I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, so, he had, yeah, he had some great matches there. He continued to put in great work, but um, the other person... Oh, I, I guess he could say three. I'm sorry. I guess he could say three. <laughs> the other the, the other two were Christian Cage, who was the, eventually... <gasps> I like him. Re- 
he returned to WWE again as Christian. Um, not Christian, the one that's on this podcast, but... Oh. You know, yeah. oh. I know, right? Christian, you, you never told us about your pro wrestling past. Oops. I'm so swole, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, you're breaking... What is it? Kayfabe. You're flipping <gasps> heel. Kafabe. Yeah. yeah. There, there was, uh, so there was Christian Cage, who he left WWE in the peak of his career in 2005, went to Impact for a couple of years, and then returned in 2009. Um, and then there was uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh, Who was a really? very popular... Mm. Yeah, so Jeff Hardy was fired from WWE in like 2003-ish for his, right. uh, you know, uh, drug use. Uh, and then he went to TNA for a couple of years and kind of rehabbed his career, so to speak. Um, mm. And WWE welcomed him back into the fold in like 06. So he spent another three years there and definitely rose to a, a, a height of popularity that he had not seen before. And that really he he was kind of the most popular wrestler in the entire company, which if you're one of the most popular wrestlers in WWE, that would probably make you one of the most popular professional wrestlers in the entire world. Um, oh. And then he he left of his own accord. He did not sign a new contract in the summer of 2009. And uh, he spent about a year, ah, maybe six months away before signing again with TNA. The big thing with TNA and the reason why they were able to attract these older talents is because they only taped once a week. Or, or no, I'm sorry, mm. once like a month. Mm. Maybe, maybe every other week, but once a month for sure. And so, and they, they always taped in the same place. They always taped in Orlando, Florida. And so you didn't have to travel all around the country. You didn't have to do it every night like WWE guys do. WWE tours five nights a week. Um, mm. So a lot of those guys, you know, they're wrestling five nights a week and they're putting their bodies through wrestling five nights a week. Whereas people in impact, they only had to wrestle like once every other week. But of course that meant a lot of those guys wound up getting supplemental income by wrestling for other promotions as well. Turncoats. Um, the big stars though, like Jeff Hardy, they didn't have to do that. They were being compensated well enough that they, they could just kind of show up to the TVs and sometimes be under the influence uh, and that that's sick. <laughs> I know, right? So that that's where you got guys like Sting. You might remember Sting yes. from way back in the mm -hmm. day when you were uh, just a little one, um, because that was his peak in WCW. Mm -hmm. And uh, he that. extended his career by wrestling for TNA because, again, he only had to really wrestle like once a month, and uh, he was able to keep going for a couple of years. But yeah, mm -hmm. the that fell apart. Because they, I mean, they were hemorrhaging money for a long time and mm -hmm. they never really got their, you know, they never really got the competition that they were looking for. They were getting like a million viewers on Spike every week for a long time, um, but they weren't really breaking that. And Spike, I, I don't remember how the relationship fell apart, but eventually Spike was just like, yeah, we're... We're going to move away from this, mostly because I, I think their contract with UFC was also, like, coming up. And as mm -hmm. as a company, as a network, they may have decided, like, we were kind of moving away from this, like, live sports action feel sort of thing. You know, we don't want to pay yeah. all this money for this stuff anymore, so we're out. 
and Impact TV was pretty much only existent because Spike was giving them the slot and paying them like for commercials and stuff. They were kind of paying Impact for making the show. Um, huh. it, it, much in the same way the NFL is paid to put their their product on TV. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not like they're paying to get on the network. The network is paying them. And so the network was just finally like, yeah, we don't want to pay for this anymore. And they they had to find new television partners, and none of their television partners since. Believe it or not, the company still exists, just in a very different form. But none of their television partners could come close or have come close to what Spike was able to provide them for, like, a national exposure. So they they just faded into obscurity. Most people don't even know they still exist. Yeah, I didn't know they still exist. And they, they okay. don't have all those big names anymore either. Like, I mean, to be fair, most of those people were already old when they were wrestling for TNA. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that they would still be wrestling now, you know, the, the guys who were young in TNA have since been signed by WWE. And uh, the guys who were old in TNA have retired. Hmm. Jeez. Or died. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, you can't you can't rule that out. It is professional wrestling. And there's a very high mortality rate. Oh Jesus! Zach, uh, you think I'm joking? I'm not joking. That's no. True. I, I I assume. Zach, I could listen to you talk about wrestling all day. Is there anywhere on the internet where I could do just that? <laughs> no, there's <Excellent> not. <laughs> oh no, there is not. Uh, I I I know I stop I I used to do a pro wrestling podcast with my buddy Josh but we we just uh we how how do how do I in like January of 2018 now like almost 2 years ago we stopped doing that um oh. because we just uh it it just didn't work work out really for schedule purposes the thing about talking about wrestling is if you're going to do it with any regularity you pretty much have to do it once a week oh jeez uh, and you pretty much have to keep up like keep up with everything that is happening not that i don't already Ugh. sort of do that um but i just didn't want to i think that it was kind of a mixture of both of us we were just having trouble being able to not only keep up with the product, but also put out our show in a timely fashion. And it just became untenable. And so we, mm. we decided to call it quits. Not that we don't still talk about wrestling. We do. We just don't record ourselves talking about it anymore. <laughs> You're just people. You're not <laughs> Right. We're, we're not trying to be uh, internet whatever, you know. Sure. Content creators. Um, but yeah, re- wrestling is still pretty cool. I, I don't know. I... I for anyone who's listening to this, if you're still listening, who who <laughs> decide who who is like not familiar with wrestling in any capacity, or you've always maybe you've looked at it as something that you shouldn't be watching because it's dumb. Like I can tell you straight up, it's dumb. Like it definitely <laughs> has been dumb, and it definitely will be dumb in the future, uh, especially WWE because uh, they they have a way of trying to put together stories that they think are going to be engaging to people and most of the time they're not but when they find that little nugget of gold every now and then and they put together the right mix of performers and they tell the right story you know it's great and it's very engaging and it makes you remember why you stuck around this long in the first place kind of like a good video game 
You know what I mean? Kind of like a great video game from a studio that you've always admired. Uh, and, you know, maybe they've had a rough patch of it, but or, or a franchise that you've always admired, right? A quantum break, maybe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or a control. A or, or you know, someone with... I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a actual equivalent. I guess Assassin's Creed, right? People, A lot of people would say that Origins and then uh, Odyssey have kind of brought the series back to, like, a, a relatively good standing. Right in the video game community, I wouldn't say that they're great, incredible games, but they're like they're pretty good, which is a step up from what had what they had become. You know that the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed games were receiving a lot of flack because they were reusing a lot of the same elements and the the same engine, and eventually it just completely collapsed on itself. And they had I still love you, Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag was the seemingly the diamond in the rough of that later era of those games and that generation of consoles so when they brought it back when they brought it all over um to what am i trying to say when they made when they stopped for a second when they had that year off and then they came out with origins i think that it sort of rekindled that love for a lot of people and reminded them why they were attached to assassin's creed in the first place so wrestling has that way about it as well it has its cyclical moments um and i i think that right now we're in kind of a down period but at any moment we could be right back up and i think next month with the launch of this other competitor we very well could be well hmm. and also star wars but first michael yes here's our f1 minute this is the one minute we get to talk about f1 dude oh yeah what's up Oh, I don't know. I thought you, you were going to lead with something. No. I just wanted to... <laughs> I I am glad to see that that uh, Ferrari's been on top of the podium. Hell yes. And it's not Vettel, it's Leclerc. He is the man. He's a young little pup, and he's got the world out of him, and I'm so proud of him with his little hat. I know. <laughs> he's a good driver. I know, he is. It's cool. I don't know. I like seeing the younger drivers coming and actually... Let them kind of take the podiums. Let them take the the spotlights. Like, that's part of what I liked about having Max do so well Yeah. for Red Bull. So to have, a like, a foil for that in Ferrari and then have that driver for Ferrari also be able to give a run to the to the uh, the big names like Vettel and, and Hamilton, it's cool. It's cool. It's been a lot of it fun. It makes me happy. Yes. And then his first win, it came at, like, that really emotional weekend after that one driver. Uh, yeah passed away and it just it seemed like it came together i don't know yeah yeah it was cool the uh all the races since the break have been great i thought yeah a lot of action i actually have not seen italy good race very good race that is what i've heard yeah do you know who won no okay i won't tell you but it was a good race okay um star wars (gasps) star wars Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> it's a Disney franchise. Yeah. Um, specifically Star Wars games. I really don't okay. want to get oh, into the weeds okay. on the movies unless you guys really want to. Um, but... um, no. I'd be around for this conversation sometime. <laughs> but maybe... This, uh, this podcast is not a two-parter. We, uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, it, the... Oh... 
my god. <laughs> uh, Christian, yeah. you were you were describing a game called Control, right? Yeah. And the way that you described it made me think, man, you know what that game kind of sounds like? It kind of sounds like you're a Jedi a little what? bit. What? But more in the sense of like the Force Unleashed sort of amplifying that Jedi-ness, right? Yes. Um, Dropping spaceships out of the sky. Yeah, to extreme levels, which I'm not necessarily that big of a fan of. Um, I I think that if you're going to do a Star Wars game or a Star Wars story of any kind and you're going to feature, like, the Force and Jedi, you kind of need to keep it grounded because Mm. otherwise it's very inconsistent with the films. What do you think um, are like the golden yeah, standards? Yeah, it contrasts for that? real weirdly. Yeah. I'm sorry, I talked over Christian. No, you're good. What do you think are like the golden standard games for that, Zach? Are you feeling like Jedi Outcast? Is that where we're tracking here? No, I would say. I mean, my favorite Star Wars games are. I love Rogue Squadron. Um, I love Rogue Squadron Two. I love Kotor. Kotor and, and to an extension, Kotor Two, even though it's unfinished. Um, sure. If it if it was yeah. finished, it would have been awesome, even more awesome than it already is. But I, I still love Kotor too. Um, I love the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah, and I think that that kind of brings me around to the point that I'd like to make: <gasps> um, the Star Wars game that is coming out in the near future that I am looking the most forward to is not, in fact, Jedi New or Jedi Fallen Order, but <gasps> it, it is, in fact, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, because that Blasphemy. game is actually going to have all of the cool Star Wars things in it. Uh, it's going to present the, the the levels. It's not just going to be a rehash. I, I They have mm. gone back to the drawing board to retell the stories in Lego form. Like, to, to update them. Because the Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is like a more than 10-year-old game at this point. And it was one of the... The Lego Star Wars series of games was one of the first Lego games ever made. Mm-hmm. So, like, and the best. I, w- I I don't know if I would say the best, just because I would. The games have evolved so much <laughs> since then. So I I am looking forward to them, kind of. Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens did a very good job of kind of renewing uh, mm. a lot of those characters and a lot of the. Um, a lot of the powers and the elements that they had come up with in the original games and kind of bringing them forward into the next generation, so to speak. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what they are presenting in this next Lego game. But I mm-hmm. guess that that is the ultimate problem, right? They're making this Star Wars Jedi game that in theory <laughs> I should be really excited to play, but I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> so wait, what's turning you off of it? Uh, everything. Everything hmm. the the fact hmm. that it's made by EA, uh, okay, yeah, but the fact that it features a character that we've never seen before, but yet also will still be taking place in a time period that are they would we are supposed to be familiar with, fighting an enemy that we are very familiar with. Um, so is this story going to have any consequence? Probably not, right? Like, it, well, I mean, but that's something that you could levy against, like the whole like the expanded universe stuff before and it is that is something that i have levied against the expanded universe i am a proponent of the fact that disney wiped the slate clean because there was a lot of shit 
<laughs> the there, villain. There was a lot of good stuff, but there was also a lot of bad stuff and stuff that did not make any sense. And I appreciate that we didn't we don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff anymore. Unfortunately, Disney has sort of created some of that stuff on their own. Um, and right now we are approaching a, a dangerous, dangerous time because the reputation of Star Wars gaming has already been drugged through the mud by mm. the Battlefront series of of new, not of old, but of new. Thank you. Uh, and I am very fearful that this game that they are holding above as, look, but look, it doesn't have any online components. <laughs> okay, well, clearly you don't understand why people were upset. <laughs> yeah. They were not upset because the game had online features. Feed online. They were upset Sucks. because you linked <laughs> progression to a loot box system. <laughs> That's you could do that in a single-player game. I mean, you it, you probably <laughs> wouldn't do that in a single-player game. <laughs> you, but could, I, you could. You could do it, to. I suppose. But I, I, that's not what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. the game... The, both Battlefront games, to a degree, lack what makes Star Wars great, uh, which is kind of a sense of of scale a sense of adventure and mm. i i do think that a single player title is the way to go but kind of rehashing the same idea that they brought forth in force unleashed which is a game that i've already played yeah. i don't i don't need to play that game again mm, like yeah. make a different game like i i even if you would have like remade dark forces i i would play the shit That'd out of that cool yeah. Ooh. Remake Dark Forces with better controls and visuals. Great. Sign okay. me up. Like, I, I'm not necessarily saying it has to be a completely, completely original game. It just has to be an idea that is engaging and that has consequence. And I feel like the only way that this Jedi Fallen Order game can go is a story that winds up with no consequence. Hmm. So then... I need to okay. I need to kind of break away here from the game side of this a little bit. So, say something like Man, like the Mandalorian comes out, where they're not major characters or anything like that. It's just living within this established universe. Is that kind of is that still in violation of what you were talking about, or no. is that okay as long as we're not playing with like the as long as we're not playing with like the key conflict here in a way that you would want there to be consequence and there isn't. I guess is that... No, I mean, certainly there's room for almost any kind of... I, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. There's room for almost any kind of story in, in the Star Wars universe. It is so vast. There are so many things that have been established already and so many things that are still a mystery that we could mm -hmm. explore and that we could flesh out in a very satisfying way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like... EA's just moving too fucking slow. Like, I'm I'm sorry to swear, because I've been trying to hold my tongue for a while here, but they're just moving too <laughs> slow. Like, you should have had, like, four games out already. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, you have the Star Wars property, the most popular property in the history of fiction. Like, do something. <laughs> to quote uh, Spaceballs, <clears throat> do something, right? 
Great like, quote. Don't make us fucking My wait for all these stupid games. <laughs> don't work on terrible, terrible. Not, not I, guess, I shouldn't say terrible. Don't work on underwhelming shooters mm. as your first games. Like, figure out a cool original idea. Hell, just I guess bring thirteen thirteen to light. People seem to like that idea. Not ne- not that I necessarily was super on board with it, but I was definitely going to play it. It looked kind of fun. Like. I wanted 1313. Yeah, a okay. lot of okay. people wanted 1313. So just what, make that. <laughs> as an outsider, as a non-Star War, what is the difference <laughs> between 1313 and Jedi Fall of the Order? Well, Je- 1313 was supposed to be more of like a a quieter, or maybe not quieter, but it's supposed to be like seedy underbelly kind of yes. stuff. More, yes. Think like think like noir Star Wars essentially. But we've only really seen that one level of the other game, right? Right, but I mean, this is just the talk around it. It could have been that it could have came out and it just would have been kind of a weird, like, it could have been underwhelming. But I mean, people were talking it up as like your noir cowboy, like, something that is going to be living within the world without having to even try to deal with uh, the overthrowing, the Empire, Sith versus Jedi kind of. Okay. Right, major narrative. At least that's how I interpreted mm-hmm. it. And that's kind of what I wanted out of some of the Star Wars stuff that just kind of isn't coming, I guess. And Amy Hennig of Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, and oh. Uncharted fame was yes. behind that project. Yeah. And now it will never exist. Has it? <clears throat> the, the, was there ever a game like that, though? In Star Wars? Yeah. I would say, to a degree, the Jedi Knight games with Kyle Katarn. Yeah. Um, which Dark Forces is a part of, Tucker. Uh, sure, but yeah. those are all dealing with like major Star Wars characters, I thought. like no, I don't get what you guys they're want. Not, they're really, not. No, not at all. Not really. You're shooting Stormtroopers in the places. How is that different than this one? I don't get it. Stormtroopers are not major Star Wars characters. Stormtroopers are fodder. It's fine if you're fighting stormtroopers. I don't give a shit like that. You gotta well, fight sir, stormtroopers no. in Star Wars game. But like, okay, here's the difference. Is, so, t- Tucker, yeah, this okay. is more of a lore thing, right? This is something you've gotta okay, like bye. understand. But it, well, it, I, I'm just saying, for the setting of this game, this is a supposed to be a story that takes place in the the time when the Jedi were not around, right? In the okay. time where they were all in, you know, any of them that had survived the destruction of the Jedi Order by the by the Empire and the Emperor, were, excuse me, uh, were hiding. You know, they were not trying to be themselves because they couldn't be, or the Empire would hunt them down and kill them because they were Jedi, right? Sure. So now you're telling a story of this guy who's like, yeah, all right, fine. I'm going to come out of hiding and I'm going to be a Jedi. It's like all but right, that story has already been told a couple of times, whether it would be Is from that Force Jedi Outcast. Yeah, kind of like Jedi. That's what I mean. I don't understand. That, that's what you I mean. So, well, the Star setting Wars. for Jedi Outcast, Jedi Outcast has okay. already yeah. happened. Like Jedi Outcast is a game that's already been made. And it was or it was cool when it was made. <laughs> Right, like I don't understand. it will always be a cool game because it was the first to execute those things in a game, but to rehash it in a game that is supposed to be like the next great Star Wars game, to me that yeah. just feels cheap. Uh, oh, what, I agree with you. <laughs> what right what it feels like, honestly, is that they're scared. 
They're scared yeah. to do anything with this franchise that might upset. Well, which which it's probably a consequence of the films. To be quite honest with you, they're yeah. they're just scared to do anything cool with the franchise. They're scared to do anything okay. that might be outside of the bounds of what you would expect from Star Wars because they don't think that it will attract an audience. But I can I can just about guarantee that out of the hundreds of millions of people that are familiar with the Star Wars franchise, if you put a game out there like 1313, which would focus entirely... Like, like I'm just saying, using that as an example, which would focus entirely on gunplay, not at all on the Force, per se, and on other elements of the Star Wars universe that are worth exploring, I feel like there would be a pretty good section of people that would be into that sort of thing. Even if they're not into Star Wars as, like, a major idea... It would be another cool sci-fi game out there that people could get attached to. Okay. Okay, I'm going to counter here. Solo came out and was kind of that. As far as going into, like, movies and stuff like that, if we're talking about trying to capture these smaller other stories that are separate from the major overarching plot. And yeah, okay, there's a couple main characters in there and stuff like that. But they, you had your 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 example of... Disney making a Star Wars property that didn't necessarily have to do with the major good versus evil force kind of stuff. It was like your smaller space cowboy space adventure stuff. And while maybe it didn't undersell by any other people's metrics, it did by Disney metrics. So they're just Does like gunshy. No, it it, like it undersold. By, I think they're gunshy. It undersold by every metric. Like it. No, it broke. It broke even at least, and it sold more than even. So it was making money. It didn't make. I mean, if it, it broke even, I mean that's not Star Wars. Like Star Wars needs to do more right, than break so, even. Right. So it's not, it didn't succeed by. Basically, if that if that movie had been some other franchise, they would have been calling it a success. It had it had made that enough to at least qualify for that. But that movie and, would not exist in any other franchise because that movie was entirely based around the idea of let's right. take a character that you already know and show him important events that you already knew took place, which is why that movie is useless. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Zach. It's true. It's true. No, I no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just like listening to you talk about Star Wars. I'm saying so I'm just Solo is I, I and I apologize Michael cuz I know that you like Solo. And I'm not I love I'm, Solo. I'm yeah, not saying but... that Solo has no merit. Solo has really good performances. Solo captures the feel of the Star Wars universe in a really big way and a good way. Uh but unfortunately th- the whole thing is Oh, remember that Han Solo drives the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Well, guess what? He gets I it do. in this movie. Oh, oh do you remember? When remember Han the Solo... line about the Kessel Run? Yeah, run? do you remember oh, when he was talking about the Kessel Run? Well, you get to see it in this movie. Oh, oh, how many parsecs? Do you remember Lando Calrissian? He's in this no. movie, too. Like, <laughs> yes. all, all of these things that are like a checkbox. Yeah. That, that was the problem. They approached the film in like a, let's check off all the boxes of all the essential Han Solo things. Like, if they would have just made a cool story about Han Solo and didn't feel the need to to check off every box, I feel like the movie would okay. have been better for it. And I'm I'm concerned that this game now this game may prove me wrong, right? Mm. <laughs> they may release a really awesome game that does everything right. It doesn't have too much 
weight on the overall story. Well, the, and that's that's the other thing, Tucker, is that the idea that like the Jedi in general have been hiding this whole time, but now you've mm-hmm. got a guy who's showing up with a lightsaber and force powers, and somehow that is not mentioned. Like that guy is yeah. not a part of the greater story <laughs> right. moving forward. Like yeah. that 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 is going to result in the character not meaning anything. That is going to result in the character being a waste. How do Star they, Wars uh, Rebels would like to have a word with you, but continue. What was that? Star Wars Rebels would like to have a word with you, but continue. Star Wars Rebels was handled masterfully because it was handled by people who had been working for Lucasfilm for a very long time. And okay. it was it, 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 ha- it was a television show. It had four seasons to get to its point and then write off those characters in a way that is believable. And it, it succeeded on all of those fronts. So I, 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 this game, I highly doubt that they're going to be able to do that. But again, they could. They could do it all okay. in a very satisfactory way. I'm just saying I'm disappointed as a fan because I thought that when someone else was going to start making Star Wars games again, that we were going to get a brand new... You guys remember when they bought mm-hmm. that license? Yeah. I mean, we were, we were <laughs> doing do. this show. <laughs> We were talking young, all about how days. it was going to work. I was I was screaming from the rooftops that the first Star <laughs> Wars Battlefront. <laughs> a younger Zach wearing sunglasses because the future was just so That's bright. That's right. And I now, the future just is what it is. And I'm going to buy the game because that's just me. I'm going to buy it. But to say that I am excited for it would not be correct. Zach. Okay. What would be your Star Wars video game olive branch if Disney says, hey, we're no longer partnering solely with EA for exclusive video game rights. We are now partnering with Studio X to make video game Y. Oh, good What good are question. X and Y in this equation? Good question. Um, I, I can't say that there is a developer that I'm like extremely loyal platinum. to in that way. Ooh. I've never, I've never <laughs> played a platinum game. That would be sick. Oh. Yeah, I've never played a Platinum game, but who knows? Why not? I mean, they seem to be creative enough. Just give it to people who have a creative bone in their body. EA does not have a creative bone in their body. They are a money machine, and that's it. But this is... uh, Sorry, isn't this... What's-his-face? The Titanfall people? Respawn. That's a pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2? They clearly have the pedigree to make a third-person Metroidvania action-adventure game. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a ReCore-like. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah? Um, I I don't know about that. I, I'd i like to see Obsidian <laughs> do something with that Star Wars license, Ooh. I tell you what. Sell it to Todd Howard. Make Skyrim uh, Star Wars game, and, and I'm and I'm in. Oh, and that's it. oh the Star Wars oh, no. thing is ending. Oops, time, <laughs> gentlemen, please. Sorry. So help I want me, another Todd. Pod racer. Uh, I'm sorry. We really must move on from the Star Wars talk. In Todd, we trust. In Todd, we trust. Uh, yeah, that's what that space game is going to be. Star. I want a Todd cool. racer. I can't wait. Yeah. For Cannot wait for they Star, did, uh, Starfield, by the way. What was the sequel to Pod Racing? It was like 
Super Bombad. Super Bombad racing. racing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, Michael. wait, really? I thought there was Racer X or something as well. Wasn't there like a another That's Speed Racer's deceased brother, um, <laughs> Racer Rex? No, there was. No, you don't know that stuff. Oh, there it is. I you don't know that. that was the game. You just spoiled Speed Racer for everyone. <laughs> they did yeah, make a surgery. proper. They did make a proper episode one Racer sequel. It was Racer Revenge on PS2. Okay. You could be making that up. I've never heard of that game. No, I, I'm, no, I'm not no, sure. I, I've seen. I believe yeah. you. It existed. It exists. Bob Bad, I should say. Bombad Racing's like the chibi kart racer type with the yeah. big heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. Mario Kart. Yes. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> uh, and that's the last time we'll ever mention Star Wars on this podcast. Thanks, <laughs> okay. Zach. That was great. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll be back <laughs> when Todd Howard is making Star Wars games. Everybody. Uh. Uh, Michael. Hi. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it's getting to be what's the, it's the closing time, the strains of closing time, but we still have some time to talk about a, a little bit more video games, Michael. So okay. uh, take it away. Um, I actually don't have too much I really want to talk about right now. I got Iceborne, obviously. <gasps> for He's good. The world's big expansion. I really like it. Is it good they for Iceborne? seems like there's a lot yes yeah oh my god just google it yeah just google it christian i'm gonna um but like they've added a lot of space to it like they've the map they've put into it this new region is about twice it's it's the same size as the base game so like they double the map size they've added new monsters and stuff like that (gasps) including ones that are in like different elementals and stuff and which is good because one of the things i didn't like about the base game was that you'd have like you'd have your your the way Monster Hunter works is, you know, you, you sign up to hunt a specific monster, and then you go after that monster. You're supposed to build your gear around what you might need to take that specific monster out. But because of how many different types they'd thrown in, you'd, you'd get into situations where the game had only one monster of that kind of element or that type. Oh. So it'd be like your token water, your token oh, fire sure. thing. Yeah. And this kind of adds more into that and adds different kind of twists to it mm. so that there's a lot more variation and it feels like you have to actually plan your fights at least a little more. Yes. And it, it's something that I wanted out of the game and I get that now, which is good. And between that, they've added a plot that seems like it actually has weight on the characters, even though the characters aren't great. And quite frankly, I don't know anyone who'd ever play this game for the plot. Um, they're out there but somewhere. They, they're out there somewhere, and I think this time around they're at least trying to do something a little more there mm. than what they did before. So that's. Is there more loading this. cannonballs and shooting them at a giant impending monster that you eventually fight on its back? Oh my god, I fucking hope not. Oh. I, if there is, I haven't gotten there, but I'm. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think they're not doing that again. Oh, cool. That hunt's still there, but I yeah. don't think mm. the weapons and armor mean nothing. And I don't think they're do- they're planning on doing any of that kind of boring, sluggish, mini ish kind of fights anymore. Boring. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Other than that, I started playing Katamari uh, Damacy again. Nice. Just as like a stress release. The comfort. That game's still still fun. Still almost perfect. Almost, almost the best. Game almost perfect. Made. Almost. And I started Shadow the Hedgehog in <gasps> anticipation of. The two Socketeers here playing Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. And that, I am excited to talk about that game mm-hmm. with you guys sometimes because that game is a very strange piece of 
Americana? Whatever. I don't know. That's a it's a weird thing. <laughs> I don't know why it exists. Yeah. Is it weird in the way could... Sonic Adventure Two was weird? Mm. No. no weird. It's weird in a way that I think they were actually they were trying. There, I think there are some interesting ideas they were trying, but because it's Sonic, yeah. and they, I don't know if they they had that kind of extra weight to it. And then there's this other, the branch system for the storyline, the the branching of the plots is really, I think, poorly handled. Awesome. But, Michael, I, I have a question, uh, and really a yeah. question for all three of you, because you've been playing Sonic games, so to speak, right? I, I don't know why you, you guys focused so much on the Sonic series for this socket thing, but you did. <laughs> it's easy. Um, it's brainless. Yeah. Is it? Is it, Tucker? You seem... It seems like it's taking an effect on your mental health. I'm very worried. Well, either I fist fight Christian over what game we play next, or I look at the Sonic wiki and it says, yeah. play Sonic Advance 2, and then we just play that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my question is, Sonic. Uh, Sonic. Can he really move? <laughs> You're activating me, Zach. Uh, Sonic, does he have an attitude? Um, he's way past cool. I would say. Okay. And one more question. Sonic. Yes. Is he the fastest thing alive? Still. I don't know. He needs cars to race. <laughs> he doesn't need cars. Darn you, Michael. He is in a car because otherwise it's not as level playing field. Yeah. Otherwise, not it everyone be can run as fast as him. Okay. All right. So I think you've answered my question. Sonic is still the fastest thing alive. And the theme song yes. is still the best cartoon theme song. Of all yes. time. What theme song is this? Are you kidding? Yes. <gasps> no, Are you? I'm not. No, you're. you're <laughs> what am I going to go watch the nineties cartoon? TV show? Is this X? Have I put my I'm sorry. Time in? For real? For real? For Which real? Which theme song is it? Sonic. The, <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog theme song. There's like 15 different Sonic shows. I don't know which one it is. Oh, my God. Is this the one in the future where it's no, his siblings? No, that's, that's Sonic oh, Underground. That's Sonic Underground. Oh, Sonic The one before Sonic Underground. It was... It was the... the hell is Sonic Underground? <laughs> oh, it's the one where the Knuckles baby explodes or yes. whatever. And then he like what? Sonic Underground, and he Sonic Underground is actually pretty uh pretty deep it's pretty dope there's a lot of deep lore in that show that's it, it's, it's like, like very cyberpunk gritty. sonic <laughs> it really is and robotnik like is ta- he had, he's taken over it's like a dystopian future where robotnik has <laughs> actually taken over the <laughs> entire world you can't zach you can't describe any you aspect can. of sonic You're you like, can't no, sonic underground you can't words Sonic Underground is great because the theme song of that show is also awesome. But no, yes. the song it is. before, the cartoon before, look it up, Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. It's like mid-90s, 94, uh, 95. it was just like uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King or whatever. Is that like a different show? What? What's the one with Sonic says where he's like, don't do drugs. <laughs> I think it's that show, but that's not part no. of the theme song. <laughs> the theme song is like... No, no. Not that yes, one. Yes, it is. It's not that one. Uh, There's a different whatever. song, and it is awesome. It, it, the lyrics are, Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got an attitude. <laughs> Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive. Thank you. That's Zach, what I was referencing, and I can't believe none of you got it. You're either too young or too dumb. Either way. Sonic X was really my show. 
<coughs> Sonic X. Okay. <laughs> uh, Michael, <laughs> are you? Hi. Uh, how's Shadow? Shadow good? Uh, no. Okay. Hmm. Uh, we'll we'll talk more. Okay. <laughs> no. The branches don't work. The bran- it doesn't work. The plot doesn't work. The branches don't work. The evil bad guy is named Black Doom. That's Do awesome. with that information Sounds what you will. to me. Yeah, the rock is my Black Doom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Should I finish the I last uh, leg of this relay race real quick here? Take us home. Okay. Gears 5, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! You mean Gears of War 5? Gears of War 5. Uh, the sixth game. The sixth game? <laughs> uh, Gears of War Judgment. Everyone's favorite Gears of War game. This is the sequel. And you could just not... Like, are we still doing this? Like, we're just ripping off aliens still, huh? Like, we're just ripping off the flood level from the first Halo, huh? This is like the first level in Gears 5 where it's like, you go to an island, it's like, wait, there's aliens here? What are the aliens in Gears? They're like the... Not the cod. They're the locusts, but they're yes. not the locust anymore. It's no, like they are the locusts. I think they're back. or something? Or... They're back, dude. Oh, God. So that's like... so lazy. <laughs> so you're... you're uh... You're like roided out lady from Stranger Strange. What's that? Uh, what's the game where you Gears have the, four. The, re- the rewind powers? <gasps> life, life is strange. Life is strange. Yes, pretty sure it's her. How did as you voice not actor. get and, that? Aren't you the biggest Life is Strange fan ever, or something? Whatever. And then she's got the <laughs> stupid hat on, and she's like, "I have this amulet. I don't know where it came from. Who is my mother?" Or her grandmother, she doesn't know who she is. So you go to this island, and there's aliens, and it's like, there's aliens on this island, what? And then it's like, it could not be less interested in what's going on, and then I stop playing. And that's my Gears oh, 5 experience. Woo! Did it run well? No. <laughs> it oh. didn't. On my, on my launch Xbox One, it it, it was struggling. Oh. So You gotta love... 60 on the X. Yeah. You gotta love a good I'm case sure. of mistaken parental or grand parental identity <laughs> yeah what does this amulet mean and it's just like a cross and she's just got it and she's like marcus phoenix gave me this amulet what does it mean it's great it's great it's like shakespeare so i didn't play that and then it sucks because i don't have xbox live so it starts up and it's like it doesn't even ask it just launches the store page and it's like you should have xbox live do you want xbox live and i'm like Jeez. no so i got out of that and then it does your 10 minute tutorial that you have to do before you can play the game where he's like oh. my name's beard why don't i bring out the training robots for you and then they do like funny quips for a couple minutes and it's like just get me to the thing i just yes. want to shoot the things so gears 5 is bad and then uh i played uh creature in the well which is uh good i guess uh-huh. uh it's this weird thing where i like played through three quarters of it and i still don't feel like i really understand what i should be doing or how to play uh. it kind of like i think i get it yeah. Christian, you said it was like more of an Arkanoid thing, and that kind of shifted my brain. And yeah, made more sense after you said that. But. Yeah, everyone was like, "This is pinball. This is a pinball dungeon crawler." And then I'm like, "Okay, is it going to be Yoku's Island Express? Except I'm fighting things, but it's not. It's There's not. no pinball yeah. flippers. There's no. no like bumpers that you're hitting in a pinball sense to get points. You're like breaking these bricks in like that mobile game sense where you fling all the balls <laughs> yeah. and then you try and break the bricks so you can yeah. keep on flinging the balls." That's what it yeah. is. It's so, like, mashy, though, I feel like. Or... You can just hold the button down to yeah. charge up the ball. Yeah. But I just mean, like, you, you... Like, the way I play this game is basically, like, X, 
you know, on my Xbox controller yes. to like charge everything up and then Y to launch them. And then I just like, what X? And then I grab them all again. And then I like, like I just keep doing that over and over. And it's, ah. I like got through most of the game that way. And I feel like, okay. But then I got to like these last couple bosses and I just can't beat them. So I feel yes. like the game didn't teach me how to play the game or something. I see. Because they just launched so many evil projectiles at you. And it's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm guessing you have to get enough balls in different directions going so that it kind of takes care of itself. But I, I don't have that kind of yeah skill, man. I was Yeah, trained. I think it's also weird because I got, like, through a half or, like, three quarters of the game without leveling up at all. And I was going fine. Oh, and I was like, you know, this is okay. getting kind of tough. And then I got yeah. to a boss and it was just impossible. Because yeah. the bricks wouldn't break soon enough for my balls. So okay. I was like, well... I don't know what to do. I have all these things in my inventory. I might as well wander around and figure out what to do with them because the game doesn't tell you absolutely anything, pretty much. It doesn't tell you that you can level up. It doesn't tell you you got to stand in the pool to heal yourself. That sucks. Yeah, so I just kind of walked around and then boom. Oh, I guess I could level up. There it is. Like, am I an idiot or when you die, do you have to go stand in that pool? Yeah, you do. I don't get it. Why would they make you do that? I don't get it. Yeah. I've never played a game where if you die, you come back at no health and you have to go recharge your health. That's what this is. But why? It doesn't do it. It's, you know, it's on your way. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Available the now with Game Pass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I really like parts of this game. Like, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's bonkers, it's crazy, it's so unique. It's so hard to explain in a podcast because you're, like, flinging yeah. balls at these things, at these, like, bumper things, these bricks, and then you break them to get power, and you use the power as currency to open more doors and get further in the dungeon. Yeah. So, like, they play with that those balls and those bricks in very interesting ways, and you get new weapons that have different like effects on the balls yeah, yeah. in really cool ways and they, they there's like too. one dungeon that turns like the formula around where you're trying to avoid the balls hitting yeah. certain bumpers and yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. cool and then they yeah. kind of you know there's certain ones where you got to have precision so you got to have that precision aim on some of the bumpers so you can get yeah. those tight windows and there's a, you know they switch it up they do cool stuff with this really unique concept yeah and i like the the world it's in a lot oh. it's really I like the lore. It yeah, it's tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like a lot of this game. I just don't know if I'll finish it because I just don't want to do those boss battles anymore. That's okay. They're all the same, too, which is kind of... Yeah. It's a lot of reuse. There's like, oh, I made it to Dungeon Room B. Yeah. Like, even the connecting rooms are like, exactly. I've seen this before. Yeah. But otherwise, that game's cool. And it's available on Game Pass, like Christian said. So go play it if you have Game Pass. What did I do? And I play in Birth by Sleep, and that game's okay. Oh, that's good. A I mean, PSP game? I'm playing it on my PlayStation 4. Whoa, that must be crazy awesome. I think... Did you play it on your PS4? Yes. I played it on PSP way back in the day. But... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, how did that work with one... Did you just not have camera control? That sounds awful. I'm trying to, I've been trying to picture how that would work on a PSP. I think you like held something down and used the D-pad or something to do camera control. Okay. That sounds bad. Okay. But like for the Platinum, do you have to play through that game to completion 100% three times? And then do like yes. vertical? 
Yes. So what I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to set myself up for a potential future platinum, and I'm going to say that was good enough for me. So I just played through all three, any percent on the hardest difficulty. So if I wanted to do platinum cleanup, I could go easiest difficulty and 100% everything. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Tara's voice actor is terrible. (gasps) Has been my main takeaway. He's terrible? He's Anakin Skywalker. Because his master is, he really? is uh, uh, Mark Hamill. That's true. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, which Anakin? Yes. What? It's The point is, Master Ericus <laughs> is the joke. Mark, Mark Hamillus. Yes, Mark Hamillus. It's an anagram of Squirrelus. And, uh, yeah. I like the uh, I, re- I I like <laughs> Sleeping Beauty a lot, so it's cool. It's yeah, it is Beauty like fun. when I got there, it was like a breath of fresh air. I'm like, new yeah. Disney worlds, what? In a you Kingdom Hearts game? Yeah. What? I want Agrabah. And I like I like uh, it's awesome because this is mm. closer to actual Kingdom Hearts, but each level is like <laughs> two rooms, so you yeah. can just like. Bump in there and play a little bit of Kingdom Hearts, and you've beat a level already, and then you're... It's awesome. Bump. Bump. And that's what I've been playing. And this has been the XP Bar, a podcast about video games. Before we shut it down, before you shut down the bar, yes. one last yep. shot. I'm, I'm cleaning out the glass. One yep. last shot. Pour me one more. Can't. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is coming yes. out in just a few days from this recording, and I okay. cannot fucking wait. It's going to be hmm. awesome. Hmm. Have you played the original on the Game Boy? I, I, of course. It was one, oh, of okay. the, one of the first Game Boy games that I ever played. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I got the, the package deal way back in 98 when the Game Boy Color oh, came out. And my parents yes. got it for me. The two games that I had were Spider-Man, Ooh. which was a Game Boy Color exclusive. Yes. And oh, yeah. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. The colored uh, version of the game. The color dungeon is going to be in the $60 Switch version. It is. I cannot, I, I just can't describe how ready I am to play this game. Like, it, it, Aww. they have all of the videos that I have seen. I mean, did they change the game much? It really doesn't seem like they have, but that's fine. You didn't have to change it. <laughs> it it's a lot of quality of life uh, updates to me. Like, sure. Hey, you're not going from frame to frame anymore. You can see the whole world, and you can travel through oh, the whole really? world and through the whole map, like Weird. as as one fluid experience. Which is probably going to make the game pretty short because the world is not yeah. that big. But I'm yeah. I'm still all about it. I'm still and I'm you ready. won't have to have to keep pausing to equip something on your A and B oh, button, God, and then equip yeah. the sword back again. Yep, that's right. Because you have four face buttons, baby, and you can build your own dungeons. Best Zelda game ever. Let's see it. Neck two. It's coming at you. Okay. All right, that's it. I did. I did my, <laughs> my shot. I just wanted to get the plug in because I, I wanted to make yeah. sure that people bought that game. Not that me telling them to buy it is going to make any difference, but buy it. <laughs> they're in Nintendo at a conference room. And they're like, it's sold crazy. We don't know why. We can't pinpoint it. Why did this occur? <laughs> and then we'll they'll track us down. That'll be awesome. Um, plug things. Zach, do you have things to plug at this point? Uh, Are you still doing any podcast? N- I, I am, but it, I'm 
I'm not super. I'm not super into it right now. If that makes any okay. sense, like let's just okay. not. Let's just not. Okay. But I I, I okay. appreciate the time, guys. I feel like I talked way sure. too much. I feel like you, you guys let me talk way too much. That was a mistake. <laughs> you should have cut. I don't know how to host. You should have cut me off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You, you, like I Sorry. I talked a lot about shit that people probably don't care about. I care about it. Well, I appreciate that. And my I, word is law. I love you guys, and I wish I wish that we were able to speak more often and that we saw each other more Aww. often and that I cared Aww. enough about Discord to open the app because, because <laughs> I really sure. I really don't like Discord. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, it's, not, it's fair. It's not great. Uh, before we get to Christian's plugs, are you doing the Star Wars tour when Star Wars comes out or was that a one-time? Oh, good question. Thing? For what? For people who are uninitiated, a.k.a. pretty much everyone listening to the show, uh, mm-hmm. I... I did a Star Wars tour for Force Awakens, and Force Awakens only, for the record. Didn't okay. do it for the other three films that they've released. Um, I went all around Wisconsin and then down to Chicago, and I saw the film ten total times in theaters uh, to commemorate the ten years we had to wait between uh, Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens. And uh, I... I'm really not sure. Um, the okay. the the thing is, it's it's impossible to capture my like to recapture my enthusiasm for that film because now we've had so much content, a lot of it that I've really enjoyed, but a lot of it that a lot of other people have not enjoyed. Sure. And uh, at the time, you know, there was a very willing and rabid, you know, public, and a lot of people that I knew who were like, yeah, dude, I want to go watch this movie, you know? And it was easy to plan out. I didn't have as much going on in my life, and so it was easy to leave for a weekend, you know, multiple weekends in a row to go and watch this movie in different locations, and it's just not as easy to do that anymore. So, no, Mm -hmm. I'll probably just watch it a couple times. I I did watch Last Jedi five times locally. Um, Nice. So I'll probably go watch this one, like, at least five, right? Mm. We should uh, we should get uh, the Wisconsin section of this podcast together and go see it or something. That's right. Maybe. We're gonna or we could fly Michael in. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Michael. I don't be in the My, soccer hey, jet. Michael was part of Michael was part of that tour for the record. Mm-hmm. Second night, second night showing. Yep. Michael, first night was with Christian. Mm-hmm. You guys are nerds. But, Christian, speaking of nerds, do you like Nerds Candy? Yes. Okay, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can plug me in my socket hole. Socket is available now on YouTube. Oh, you know no, I will. No, 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 You know I will. You know what I'm talking about, Christian, the stuff people actually pay attention to. Uh, <laughs> if you're one of the Neanderthals that reads written reviews, you can read some of those, like the one for Greedfall coming soon on NewGameNetwork.com. You also, I will say, I will plug for you because I enjoyed it quite a lot, was uh, you did a control review podcast, and I thought that was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Over on Gamerheads. On Gamerheads, yeah. yeah. I'll probably be talking about Astral Chain and Creature in the Wellmore over there, too. Ooh. Okay. There you go. Okay. Thanks for, uh, this will almost assuredly be the longest podcast we have ever or will ever done, so thanks for listening. Everybody, and we'll see you.
in two or three weeks, depending on how the schedule pans out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as always, Zach, what do we uh, what do we always end the show with? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember that far back. Awkward silence. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP Bar.